Welcome to the Heat Army Podcast Live's commentary of Gated Football Club. This commentary is fully interactive. We'd love to hear from our listeners wherever you are listening from, around the region, around the country, or even around the world. You can tweet us at Heed underscore Army, or you can message us on the Spreaker website as we are broadcasting throughout the game. We'd love to hear from you. Let us know what you're thinking about Gated Football Club at that moment in time. And, well, we just have to say thank you to our sponsors, Naked Print, because without their help, we wouldn't be able to bring you this service. So sit back, make a cup of tea, and hopefully don't spill it if Gated score. Hello and welcome to the Heat Army Podcast Live's coverage of Gated versus Ebbsfleet in the National League. As ever, it's been an eventful time at Gated Football Club over the past few weeks. And, well, the stories just keep on coming. The players weren't paid on time a week ago on Friday, but they were paid yesterday a week late. And um, today's opposition have also had money troubles as well. And they have only just been paid for March as well. Um, for March as well. So it's a team... Well, a tale of two teams that are very similar on and off the pitch, both in and around the playoffs and also both being cast out of their training grounds and had money problems from foreign owners. But both teams have been paid and raring to go today and hopefully we can bring you a good game and hopefully a good game, a good result for Gated ultimately and keep them in playoff contention. But, as I say, we are still in the midst of what is a, a takeover proposal at the moment uh, Chris Denby is um, still interested in um, purchasing the club a contract has been signed, a pre-contract uh, about uh, start negotiations and time will tell what will happen with that and I'm sure the next week will bring us an abundance of stories and talking of stories we've got a man that's brought us lots of them over the past uh, <laughs> month or so uh, Mark Rivers joins us again after his fantastic debut on the Barnet game, welcome back Mark Thanks for having me again. Yes, um, so um, turbulent times for both clubs here. Um, a, a lot of comparisons um, <laughs> on and off the pitch. It's 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 quite surreal that both teams are playing each other um, this weekend after what's happened for both teams. It's one of those weird quirks of, of football, isn't it, where things like this happen and you know both teams have have been through uh, through hell recently and people not getting paid and as you said earlier, you know, being kicked out of training grounds and. Gator kind of relying on the, the goodwill of Gator Council to be playing games here at the moment. Um, it'd be scary to think what would have happened if they hadn't agreed to that one. I know. Um, as I say, we talk about um, you know not being able to play here, but the northeast footballing community has stepped up and Gator have been welcomed to Heaven Town to use their training facilities. And as, as a Gator fan, um, I know it's been said on social media a lot, but we thank Heaven Town and everyone else uh, around the northeast that have reached out to. Ben and the club because it's um, it's really showed you that, that football does work together. It does and it, and it wasn't just heaven by the way. Um, obviously yep. fellow Magpies have helped the, the under 19s um, <coughs> there was a uh, concert uh, concert actually got in contact with me through Frank Bell the chairman um, to offer a, 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 to offer their services really. I yeah. can't go into too much detail because I'm not sure what's happening with it but I know Ben would have been happy with that one given yeah, that he just lived, on his doorstep, he lived yeah. two minutes up from the ground at, uh, at Bellevue at a concert but yeah there's been loads of offers and I think there's something in the um, in the offing with a, a club higher up the pyramid um, so you know there's um, 
there's plenty of positivity and it's great to see the northeast football community not just the non-league community trying to rally around the club because they need it yeah i mean it's it's it's, you know, it's, it's extraordinary circumstances and um you know if it was a book people would say it was fiction a little bit too farcical of what's been happening at gated this season and um well as i say the story continues and i'm sure over the next week we will be bringing you more on that but as it stands um say the the takeover process has begun to what extent we don't know um you hear rumors but we're not in the rumor business we only want to deal in facts because you don't want to get people's hopes up or anything like that or you know get yourselves in trouble but say we've got the game here to talk about now and if we can win and results go our way we could only be a few points off the playoffs come five o'clock this afternoon and we want to hear from you wherever you're listening from in the country you can tweet us at heed underscore army and also on the chat facility as well we'd love to hear from you and um say get in touch and hopefully we can bring you a good game um just on about absolute they've brought up a fantastic away following here to all left in the time we are stand at least about 100 people um so that is a fantastic uh, thing and i believe there has been um talks of a joint protest after the game um more of a, a, a display of um unity than a protest everyone's going to stand together just with the signs and stuff because um say dr ranjan vagasi isn't in the country he's on business in uh, shanghai i believe um, i've read an articles online and of course joseph kala is not welcome at gated stadium from um gated council Fair and, statement. Uh, yes and we believe that um the uh, security staff here all have photos of uh, Mr. Kala, and if he is seen, he will be asked to be uh, removed from uh, the public areas and um, anywhere near Nelson Road, I believe, uh, leading up to the stadium. So that is where we stand here on a match day at the moment. But we've got a match to talk about, and that's what we're going to do. And we have got um, the audio from Dominic Skirt from Gateshead FC TV, um, press officer here at Gateshead his interview with Ben Clark on um, the Gated YouTube channel so why don't subscribe if you're not already there and this is what Ben had to say to Dom uh, yesterday Ben another big week for the football club if you can can you just tell us what that's been like and what's, what's happened here? Uh, probably the toughest week we've had Dom since since I've took over the manager I think we're getting kicked out the stadium that was that was a little bit of a low point on Friday when we were training but the biggest thing is when the players aren't getting paid. I think you can take other things, and then once the players aren't getting paid, it really is difficult. Then we've had a, a difficult week regarding the takeover as well. So really difficult, and it's I must say the players have been a credit again. They've trained really well, and but it has been tough. And what steps have been taken to ensure? The players will be paid. Are you confident? I'm confident today. I am because I, I did speak to, to to the accountant um, last night, yesterday, and she assured us. And Ranjan, I did speak to Ranjan yesterday, and he said the players will, will be paid today. So, you know, I've, I've told the players they'll be paid today, and I've told them that before though, and they haven't. But I, I am confident today. I am. Yeah, um, players and uh, coaching staff made a bold statement on uh, Tuesday is it the case of you've made your statement you've made your point you just want to move on now focus on Saturday yeah definitely I think you know at the time we were everyone was a little bit annoyed and raw and understandably flown and the players were, were upset because you know like I said once they don't get paid it does become really difficult uh, we put the statement out and, and I think as far as we're concerned that that's that done now and we've got six games left to, to try and get into the playoffs now, how's training been at Heaven this week huge favour from them Unbelievable! Uh, I've just done a done a piece with Mark, and it, it, it's a fantastic little football club. Um, 
I'm slightly jealous, to be honest. When you look around, it, it, it's, it's a fantastic facility. Uh, they were the first club that, that, that got in contact with me through through Mark Ruthers, and they really, really did appreciate it. The, 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 the staff have been really welcome. They've come, they've watched training, and they've got involved. Um, I must mention some other clubs as well. Uh, first, well, not even clubs. John Short. It's you know, amongst, uh, where, where he works, he offered us his services straight away. Um, Evolution Sport, I think they offered me somewhere to train and, and concert, uh, Frank Bell. And just think that's that's where I really wanted to train because it's up the road. I was only joking. Um, that's, you know, all these clubs have come and they've offered us um, these facilities. And I think when, you know, stuff like this happens, the football family, I think, especially in the North East, have all gathered around. And on behalf of myself, and the players and, and yourself, we, we really do appreciate uh, Heaven for letting us use this fantastic facility. Big week and important, ahead of probably one of your biggest games of the season against Epsley, a club going through a similar sort of situation to yourself as well. Yeah, a massive game. Um, absolutely good good side. I've watched them again uh, over the week. Uh, over the, the week, some good players. Uh, obviously, they're going through some some difficulties themselves, but they're on a fantastic run. They've, they're unbeaten in the four. They've just beat Wrexham, and it's getting to the stage now where. It's a must-win, really, now, our games. We have not had a home game for a while. We've had three tough away games. The suspension of Mike, it's been really tough, and it, that has hurt us. There's no there's no doubt about it. I think Mike, and, and I'll go along with Riggy, if them two get injured or suspended, that really does hurt us. And But the lads have, have dug in. The performance of Braintree, we weren't happy with that. And Regardless of what's gone on, we've had a discussion regarding the performance, and we weren't happy with that. And what, a, what an opportunity for the players to go and put a performance in against a very good side on Saturday. And in front of the home fans as well, who've offered the support, washing the kits, uh, praying for your meals, everything. Yeah, I've just found out this morning, because I'm, I'm not on any social media. Uh, I, I was aware that the laundress hadn't paid, but for a fan to step in, it's different, different class. We really do appreciate it said it numerous times this season we haven't got the biggest following but we've definitely got the best we're all in this together we really do appreciate it like I said and just doesn't give JG any work so it's great and uh, what's the approach finally going into Saturday's game that would ensure or give you the best chance of getting three points just to fully focus on the game now I think We've, we've put the statement out, we, we've done what we have to do. Now it's in the hands of Ranjan and, and Joe and, and whoever interested in buying the club, that's between them now. We can't do any more. Uh, we're paid to, 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 to play a football on a Saturday and, and to train and we'll be looking to just fully focus on the game. Uh, support is coming and support the players like they have done. They've been different class and hopefully we'll get a good result. Finally, uh, fitness-wise, how's everyone looking? Uh, Scotty didn't train because he had an injection so it's something that we have to monitor JJ didn't do the full session um, so that was about 13 we had this morning 13 senior players which is which is difficult but I must mention the under 19s they came in and they trained this morning with us and they do that most Thursdays and, and they put on a good performance and just in themselves or the under 19s I think they've been a credit to themselves as well where Wasai, Dave and Gary they've, they've come on and they've turned the corner and I'm always interested in, in keeping up to date what they're doing and they're being a credit to the club themselves as well so it's not just the first team the under-19s we're all in this together they're part of the team and you know I must say they've been an absolute different class as well well they joined us back here at Gated International Stadium for Gated versus Ebbsfleet and the sub-benches are all re out here Ben Clark's come out to a fantastic round of applause from the home crowd and um, well we're also joined uh, by former chairman Graham Wood in the stand who got a good stand innovation there when he came out but we're waiting for the teams and this is how Gator will line up it's Ainsley Pears, Robbie Tinkler, Scott Barrow, Jack Hunter, Connor Thompson, Greg Ollie, Steve Rigg, Cameron Salkeld, John Mellish, Tom White and Tom Devitt 
and as the teams come out now onto the pitch Nathan Ashmore is in goal for Ebbsfleet Jack King Sam Magri Dean Rance Dave Winfield is the captain for Ebbsfleet Avui Adams Miles Weston Michael Cheek former Braintree striker always scoring goals Gozi Ugwu and Jack Payne and former Gateshead defender Chris Bush make up the starting lineup. The Gateshead subs are Mark Broden who's made waves in the under-19s team this season. Danny Kedwell the much-travelled striker is still at Ebsfleet. He's on the bench with Andy Jury, Freddie Moncur Corey Whiteley and Basang Graham and um, well say the teams are doing their handshakes at the moment the referee today is Tom Reeves and let's hope we are not speaking about him too much this afternoon but um, just looking at Ebsfleet big strong physical side they're, they're a tall bunch aren't they they are and you know a bit like it and despite the off-field problems having a great season um, yeah. I, I don't think many would have tipped them to be in around where they are well they started off poorly didn't they considering the, the being in the playoffs last year um, and um, change of manager I think it was in October time and they've gradually got themselves back up the league um, into contention for the playoffs of course both teams today regardless of the result will be wanting uh, Eastleigh to slip up above them as well in the league so whatever happens uh, we need a result to go our way um, somewhere else but um, if you are from Ebbsfleet and you're tuning in thank you very much we'd love to hear from you at heed underscore army and of course on the chat facility as well and um, say, just let us know where you're listening from and um, say you can hear the crowd there they are up for it today up for the game and up for the off-field activity as well it sounds a bit big shout if uh, we want colour out um, I think it's understandable yep and uh, so the banners are getting uh, pulled out uh, in the front of the stand the save our club from the gated soul they're doing well I'm getting a big round of applause as well some uh, fantastic achievements in such a short space of time for a fans association and I believe the Football Supporters Federation as well were quite impressed with what Gateshead fans have achieved in such a short space of time. Do you know what, if, if anything good's going to come out of it, well, hopefully the, the good thing will be a takeover uh, by Chris Dunphy, but if anything else good can come out of this, it will be the fact that the supporters will be more united than they ever have been, probably since the playoff season. I've seen in the last you know three to four weeks uh, this fan base united uh, more than ever since I've been working yes. on league football. And, that needs to be carried on, you know, if a takeover happens, Definitely. it can't just stop, it has, it has to, to carry on. They've been cleaning the players' strips, they've been providing pre-match food for away trips, it's um, it's the whole nine yards, isn't it? It is, but it's what non-league football is about, it shouldn't happen at this club, because I think it's, uh, you know, it is a professional club, but it's being run... Um, by amateurs. Yep. Well, we are kicking off now, and Ebbsfleet have kicked off the ball, and Chris Bush has played the ball forward all the way up there, but that's going to go out for a throw into Gated. Down here on the right-hand side, Gated shooting from right to left in their white shirts and black shorts. Ebbsfleet all in navy blue and uh, blue socks as well. Here, looked like a handball there, but the referee didn't acknowledge it, and the ball's played to Chris Bush inside his own half on the left-hand side of the pitch. It's played inside to King, back to Bush. Bush looking for a runner down the left-hand channel. He pings the ball forward into the centre and the referee spotted an infringement there from Jack Payne. Not Jack Payne, sorry, it was uh, Ugru. Yeah, I didn't see too much in that, to be honest. I think it, was just about I think it might have been a hand on the shoulder, if anything. Um, yeah. I thought it was, Initially, I thought it was going to be given for offside. Ainsley Pears takes the 
free kick and he aims it out towards the right wing Rig went up for the head and lost out but Gateshead battling for the ball and Tom Devitt judged to have fouled Jack Payne there Guess from if he behind give, if he gives the first one he's got to give that one yeah there was, there was very little contact if any um, looked like a 50-50 thing to go in for a little bit of innocuous but uh, absolutely going forward with intent here with this free kick they put every player ball the goalkeeper and Bush into the gated half on the edge of the box it's down the left hand side it's going to be crossed in it's deep Ainsley pairs he reaches yeah, up and just plucks here. that plucks that out the air and um, but tell you what Ebsfleet <laughs> they won an early goal yeah, going forward in numbers like that it is yeah try to catch Gated out there I think everyone's expecting the long ball in the box straight away but played it short it's a good cross in but Pez as he has done many times this season commanding yeah Weston with a good cross into the box there and the captain oh. Winfield put under pressure by Connor Thompson he's going to have to chase that ball down it was deflected off Thompson and oh, unfortunately it come off Steve Rigg um, out for a throw in level with the corner of the box on the far side but um, Gates are doing what they've done all season not letting defenders breathe yeah that was excellent from Thompson there leading from the front you know he's going to be a big player today trying to get up there and support and rig and that's the sort of thing he's going to have to do yeah and of course Connor Thompson found himself out in the cold after arriving uh, earlier in the season didn't really get much of a chance until be, uh, after Christmas and um, more of a wide uh, forward or winger uh, traditionally but he's been thrust into the forward lane yeah, and he's done all right, hasn't he? He's, uh, you know, he's given, he's kicked him with a couple of goals. He's he supported Stephen Rigg up front, who, you know, let's be honest, is the, the last man standing when it comes to strikers. Yeah. Uh, apart from Young McGeoch, but um, he, he's really shone brightly since getting his chance, and that's what this Gateshead side's all about, really. Yeah. There's a throw in on the far side to Ebsfleet and Chris Bush, famed for having a long throw, puts this straight into the box, but Tom Devitt's there to head it clear, and Ollie chases it down, but only as far as an Ebsfleet defender who played it forward and Hunter manages to hook the ball away but only as far as Chris Bush on the halfway line he's under pressure that's and good. Connor Thompson chased the ball down one on one with the keeper has he got him past him and Ashmore did well and that's gone out for a corner on the far side but that was good goalkeeping from Ashmore he read the situation and he was out quick but Connor Thompson wow that was some good chasing down he didn't look overly comfortable Ashmore there I've got to be honest the clearance he's uh, screwed it wide but uh, yeah. yeah again Thompson great pressure Let's carry, carry that on Ollie whips the corner in there and oh and it's in John Mellish with the goal what a fantastic header he found himself in acres of space when the corner come in and he just put that into an empty net and what a start for Gateshead it's Gateshead 1 Ebsfleet United 0 brilliant header terrible mark and I've got to be honest he's been left all on his own um, around what 8 yards out from goal maybe 10 it's a brilliant header he's headed it down at the ground uh, it's bounced up and, and evaded the man on the line great start for Gateshead um, but again I think we have to go back to Connor Thompson it's all about his uh, his pressure he's the one who's forced that corner great delivery great header great start it certainly is and um, at first I was trying <laughs> I was questioning myself seeing his Mellish there putting it in the back of the net but as I say he's developing his all round game and he's defending touch wood will be great this afternoon but has been all season and he's chipping him with goals now he's, he's becoming the all round player but now Gated have the ball as Salkel puts it out to Rig on the far side he's got the runner of Thompson ball. in front of him Thompson is, can he get the ball and he's going to be that's good defending there he's there there just go. held off by um, number I think that was uh, Winfield the captain there or Rance couldn't see the shirt number but that was some good defending but Connor Thompson wow he's like a rush on their defence he is and he needs to carry it on because this is uh, you know it's Taking, uh, taking Gateshead 30-40 yards further up the pitch with stuff like this and uh, 
you, you look at Rig, he's the one dropping a little bit deeper and Thompson's going in behind and causing trouble with his, uh, with his pace. He certainly has there and Tom Devitt um, headed the ball back there and uh, <laughs> went straight back into pairs but at first I was a little bit um, uh, worried there. Connor Rice but listening from Jurness uh, in the Highlands of Scotland, how are you lads? Uh, Marco Kelly has put uh, hello lads let's hope as well Gated fans are in great voice and he's put great start as well it certainly is and if you all just join us it's Gated 1 Ev Street nil. six minutes gone here at Gated International Stadium and I say well, I thought at first Ev Street were going to put us under pressure but um, our forward line it's has put them ball. under pressure and it's there's another ball, ball forward for Connor Thompson who's tried to get through Winfield and goal and Ashmore had to really put in a telescopic arm out there to get that ball behind him but Connor Thompson I know it seems to be the player we're only talking about at the minute, but every time the ball goes forward, he's on the defender's shoulder and he's making life hard. What I can't understand is Ebsfleet are playing a high line against him because he's quite clearly outpacing all three of their, well, all, all the back four really. Yeah. Um, so it's giving him freedom just to run in behind, uh, delays run because he knows he's got the beating of them. Even if he gives uh, the two centre backs a, a, head you know, start, a five yeah. yard head start, he's going to beat them with the ball. It's quite naive from Ebsfleet. Um, and, and something that Thompson and Gator will want to want to benefit from more. Well, Ebsfleet have a throw in here. Chris Bush on the far side, about halfway inside the gated half, and we know that his throw-ins are like like a corner. As this one goes towards the penalty spot, it's headed clear though by Gated. It was Hunter that. Oh, sorry, Steve Rigg that got it clear. And now he hooks it away from the edge of the box, but it goes straight up in the air. And Gated have to deal with this coming back in, and it's been chested down by King on the far side, put back into the middle. Mellish heads that ball clear, and Ollie on the volley and now that's going to nearly get through to Conor Thompson the two FC players went up and managed to clear it but yeah. now it's with Thompson on the halfway line can he turn and beat his man he tried to take it down the line unfortunately runs it out but that just shows you the confidence he's got and just looking there the FC players did clash heads there um, number three it is uh, Mag Magri uh, he's just giving himself a bit of a rub on the forehead there before he takes this throw it's now Mellish and Barrow are battling with Ugwu and it's managed to be brought away by Tom White. Tom White lays it off to Tinkler who blasts the ball forward. Rig tries to head the ball on. Was he fouled? Rig. No, it's going to give us a throw in, but I think Rig got a bit of a clatter for his uh, troubles there and that's something we do not need to see is Rig get injured, our only recognised senior striker. And I think he's just took a little bit of a wind in there. Yeah, I'm claiming a free kick, but I'm not entirely sure. I think he's just come from you know from in behind the defender there and just being caught after the ball was it was going. an awkward angle to come in for something um, but the throw-in's been taken Ugwu heads it into the middle there now it's been headed on again and it's gated just by hooker by crook managed to clear it and Hunter has played it off an Ebsfeet player and now it's a throw-in to gated down here on the right hand side there's a defiance around the international stadium today and it's great to hear there's uh, you know there's banners being shown there's a chance of colour out again yeah uh, this is one of the loudest i've heard the international stadium for a long time and you know again it's 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 fostering a, a togetherness in this in this crowd and in, in, well, in the home crowd anyway yeah um, and it, it's great to see it certainly is as chris bush has the ball lays it off on the far side to weston back to bush bush plays it into the center to his captain Sorry, it isn't his captain. It's uh, that's uh, Rance that's on the ball there on the far side. Telling a lie, it's uh, it's King, but the ball's played forward offside. I keep getting cut. Now oh, Rance is in midfield. Sorry, it's just uh, 20 Ebbsfleet listeners there, <laughs> just uh, familiarising myself with uh, the actual positions of some of the players. But a great start for Gated. Remember, you can tweet us or message us at Heed underscore Army. 
and also on the chat facility and um, well what a start for Gated. Ainsley Pears has a free kick on the far side pumps it forward Riggs underneath trying to battle with the ball but the ball comes off Jack King up in the air Riggs is going to come bring this one down he needs a white shirt if he can get there but he's just been dispossessed the ball fells to Hunter Salkel back to Hunter now it's given to Tom White Tom White's got has left the ball for Mellish who drives forward lays it out to the captain Barrow on the left hand side he's on the corner of the box can he take it down and cross it in and he's got a deflected ball he's kept it in and oh. it's gonna oh unfortunately it must have pinged back off him for the last touch there because I thought he would have let that go for a throw in but um, he's trying to keep it in and it's went out for a goal kick but uh, Scotty Barrow getting forward as well he's a little bit quiet in the first 10 minutes but um, that's because Connor Thompson's hugging the line light isn't he but he is I'd say what I can just say something obviously a long, a long journey from Ebbsfleet but what a great travelling support there is and, and they're making noise as well despite the side being uh, you know a goal down and uh, that, that's great it's to see Crick it is fantastic support I mean they're going through exactly the same things as ourselves it's um, a mirrored club really on and off the pitch at the moment as Rig was thought he was fouled there from the captain Winfield had his hand right round his face but referee says no and Chris Bush carries the ball forward just over the halfway line on the far side he's got Weston in front of him gives it to Weston plays it back into Bush Bush on the overlap now plays it onto the inside and gets a defence uh, trying to deal with it as Rance has the ball it's put out to Magri the left back who's going to cross this in from the right house oh and oh fantastic save there by Pears and a follow up was put over there and it was from the right hand side sorry Magri put the cross in and pairs with a reaction stop there from about eight yards. Yeah, absolutely worked out really well. Working overload at the far post. Um, someone's left unmarked there. Uh, so someone in the gate said back, well, back five, I guess it is, back three. Yeah. Uh, not really doing the job. I think Tickler's, Tinkler's reminding who that was there. Yeah. He doesn't look too happy, uh, but... Yeah, um, you don't want to pick, but I think, I think it might have been Tom DeVitt's man. Yeah. Um, that's been left. It does look as if gate have switched to a, a back four when you look at how they lined up there. It does, yeah. I know I think Salkeld's going to move back there just to the way it is I think it is back to a back five and Mellish there Brilliant. intercepting the ball through that was going to um, Michael Cheek the ball's been played through all the way through to Ashmore yeah, it does look like it's gone back to the, the back five yeah. but it's good to have such a fluid formation because they can react to different situations within certainly the game certainly can as Tom Devitt heads the ball back oh, <laughs> for a corner uh, for a moment there I just thought I'd caught pairs wrong footed it did for him to collect it but I was worried in case it was going to trickle into the back of the net I mean it's hard to tell from here but that just looked as if it needs a bit of communication really um, you know just someone give Devitt a shout I think it was going to go through to Ainsley Pears anyway yeah that's a second time Devitt's put one back like that but um, it's a corner now this will be dangerous because obviously you have a big side and Jack Tain is going to whip this one in from the right hand side he's lofted it up there and Pears oh. falls in the box and the referees give a free kick there and um, it must have been a leg that went out because at first I thought he just tripped no there was <laughs> definitely a, you could see there was a couple of players around him um, and, and it, it is a foul he's made sure the referee knew right? but, oh yeah, yeah. but uh, as he should well he's going to take the result and free kick here and we're, we can't exactly go with the time give you the exact time now because the clock inside the stadium has stopped so we're about 12 minutes into the first half here from what I can make out on the laptop screen but Connor Thompson that man's got the ball and was he fouled there that was I thought it might have been but he seemed to get the ball and bring it round as Mellish has got a hold of Ugu's shirt there he needs to be careful I say the fourth official was just there maybe the fourth official says you're both holding each other's shirts I think he's right I think it was uh, 
know, good officiating that. But Jack Hunter plays the ball back calmly to Ainsley Pears, who is urging his teammates to get forward as he kicks this from the ground all the way up towards Rig. Rig wins the header. For yeah, can't we? Cause it's been quite a fast-paced start. Yeah, I think um, Ebsfleet are just trying to find their footing. Um, there's a lot of hitting hoop balls through the middle, hoping that someone's going to latch onto them without much communication. I know they've had the that that shot from about eight yards there, but that's probably the only chance really that they've created where they've had a bit of communication in the the final third. They have, but I think there'll be more to come for them. They've got a lot of a lot of quality National League players in this squad. Yeah, um, without a doubt, even on the bench as well, Kedwell. Yeah. You know, they've got to be feared. That is a very strong bench that they've got. It is, and you look at Gateshead's bench, and you know there's a lot of players that well, players that can come on and do a job, but you're looking for someone to come on and make an impact if needed later on, and you just yeah. wonder where that's going to come from. Then again, the way the season's going, you wouldn't rule out no, McGeoch yeah. coming on and getting the winner or something like that. It'll be amazing to see if McGeoch does come on, if he can grab himself a goal, even better if Gateshead can get a win, but Bush gives it back to Weston on the far side, and Salkel does well there to put it out for a throw-in halfway inside the gate at half. Magri getting instruction there from the assistant manager at Ebbsfleet. He's obviously seen something he wants to try and get the players to change. I think I'll be trying to leave Thompson forward here. As Chris Bush puts one of his long throws into the box. It's up in the air and Rance heads the ball forward cool. wide by a good eight yards and um, Gator have a goal kick. Yeah, just I think on the long throws, it, I can understand why everyone's come back because they are such a physical side, but I think I'd try and give Ebsfleet something to think about and, and leave Thompson's pace, uh, Thompson and his pace, sorry, like, you know, 30, 40 yards further forward. Just give them uh, a bit of a worry if, if the ball is clear. Yeah, well, you see, it's, uh, it's been a fast start for Gateshead and um, it's been promising considering the, the size of the squad and the depth of the squad and everything that's been going on in, in between. But Weston has the ball on the far side. Who's driving forward with the ball? Was he fouled? Was the first booking of the day. I think. No, it was the first book. It wasn't Weston. Abu uh, Adams. John Mellish's first league goal for the club, is it? Uh, I think it might be. His other goal was in the FA Cup, first round away at the Rochdale, where I think he had put on. Um, Greg Ollie's boots the way he ran <laughs> forward with the ball that day but there's a free kick here in a dangerous position all the players are on the edge of the box here bought two of uh, Weston's the first man back and the Bowie Adams but the ball's crossed in there and this is going to go all the way through to Ainsley Pears switch on if you can take it quickly yeah and he has and he's pumped this one through to Greg Ollie's going to bounce over no Weston was there and read the ball well but I just thought that was going to loop over his head because Weston isn't the biggest of players and um, the Bowie Adams just tidies up at the back and now the ball's played forward. Excellent there from Weston. He's read that brilliantly. He's got across there, and as you said, it did look as if it was going to deceive him. But well, Weston has changed flanks, so Ebsfleet definitely trying to change things up here. Now he crosses it in from the right-hand side into the box, ball. and that's a great ball. Too much on it, but it dipped at the end and probably about five yards wide. And uh, Gator fans all up on their feet, showing their support for the club and the things that are going off. Well, things that are happening off the field, should I say. Well documented. We'll concentrate on what's going on in the pitch at the minute. But at the moment, it's Gateshead's, uh, Gateshead's game. It is, and they, d they deserve to be ahead. They've made a great start. And certainly have, as Tom White 
hooks a ball up in the air towards Connor Thompson. I thought he was pushed in the back there, and the ball, everyone's still battling for it. Salk held, pumped it through Rig, and the Winfield pumped it up in the air, no, but Rig does well to get that, and great possession there by Greg Ollie. That's and that's a foul, and the referee says, play it on, and oh, no, surely I thought he would have pulled that back for advantage, but Gates still have the ball. Jack Hunter under pressure from Rance. Now he beats Rance. Can he get this ball forward? Trying to pick out Reagan just too much on the, the angle to pass it there now. Bowie Adams. It's cut in there. Now it's going to be in the stin. He needs to cross this ball into the box. And there's no way that ball was out. Not a chance was that ball out. I've seen some strange decisions here at Gates at International Stadium over the years. But that ball was nowhere close to being out. No, it was a strange one. That it, the whole ball didn't look out. Um, but and I would say the same if it was Ebb Street in possession. If you're listening from Ebb Street, we're not being a biased commentary. There's just no way that ball was out. Um, but the throw-in's been taken. Oh, Mellish wins the header. Got it to Connor Thompson, who nods it down to Rig. Was Rig fouled there? No. And Hunter heads the ball back forward at the action. That's and a foul. Weston goes into the back. Looked like he was going over a knee into the back of we uh, Scott Barrow. And Scott Barrow's reacted. Calm now, down. calm down. We don't need any silly red cards here. A little bit of pushing and shoving. Hopefully the referee sees it for what it is. And we don't want to see any silly cards for raising hands. There I was think, no, no intent. Oh, I'll tell you what. It's gone in his pocket. Yeah. Mellish needs to be careful here because he did push. Two yellows. It will calm the situation down, but um, I think I just need to talk and do. I think yeah. yellow's a little bit uh, unnecessary. He's setting a precedent for himself, but clearly is going to. Well, at first, I thought it was a foul because he did come into Barrow's back, um, but I think he is going to give both of them a card here with him pulling them over. I think. Weston. Uh, I didn't realise Weston hadn't even come up for the the talk of the referee. Yeah, he wants them, yeah. Definitely a yellow card. I just think it's a bit, a bit early to be booking people. <laughs> yeah, it's a little bit um, a little bit pedantic. A yellow card for Barrow and a yellow... Was, was only Barrow a yellow card there? No, they're both. Oh, both one. taken lofted into the far side and Tom Devitt's there to pick up the loose ball but his touch was just too heavy and that's going to go out for a throw in level with the corner of the box on the far side and um, well hopefully that hasn't took the sting out of Gateshead's game at the minute because that's disrupted play for a couple of minutes and the set piece wasn't exactly Just having a look at the scores around the National League. Some uh, funny ones. Yeah, just have a little look. I'll bring them up on the screen. Um, I'll go down. Oh, there is some funny ones, isn't there? Oh, wow. Eastley winning 2-1 away to AFC Fylde. Oops, sorry, one second there. Sutton United win 1-0 away to Bo uh, Boromud. And, um, wow, Ashton United beating Spennymore United 2-0. There's a turn-up for the books on. Ashton down near the bottom of the league. So I would imagine... 
still plenty of time for Spennymore to get back into that one. And um, now, as Ebstreet have the ball on the edge of the box, tried to flick it forward there, did uh, Ugwu, but Gates had managed to clear. Connor Thompson oh, battling with the ball. Managed, oh, Ollie Nelly got it through to Rig, and it's going to be put all the way through for a Gates goal kick here. But, um, yeah, some interesting scores around uh, the northeast at the moment. Uh, South Shields are winning 1-0 at home to Hednesford. There's not a lot of control in this this absolute performance at the moment. It's very... Um, everything seems a bit rushed and a bit... A bit Panic, flustered, yeah, and panicked. Yeah, yeah they just need to get someone in midfield. I think needs to get the the, the foot on the ball and make things happen for them. As I say, in the first couple of moments when they moved forward, they moved forward with purpose, and I think the goal has really shook them up. Uh, it, you know, they haven't settled yet. I'm sure they will. They will get opportunities. They're, they're not up this side of the table uh, for no reason, and it's going to be a, a good battle the rest of the game. But can Gated keep their heads as Rig plays the ball, ball out to the right hand side for Salkel to run into? was coming and oh Ashmore he had to take two touches he dropped it to the ground and I thought it was just going to pop up for Rig but Ashmore got his fingers to it again and grips onto it with dear life and um, excellent from Salkel there great determination to get past Bush good ball in to be fair to him and uh, Ashmore's done pretty well to get certainly has as uh, Devitt chases down the ball with Ugu on the far side and he's going to let that go out for a goal kick that was good covering play there by Tom Devitt and um, yeah I think we're about 22 minutes into the first half here uh, <laughs> from the way I can see uh, from where we are um, with our timing of the, the clock on the pitch uh, on the track going down but now Tom Devitt receives the ball from Tom White he's looking forward for some runners as Devitt pings the ball forward for Connor Thompson to run on to can he get round King King plays back to Ashmore and Ashmore see that, that's what we're talking about there Connor Thompson chased that one down and there was nothing on and forced a corner it's been great to see great to witness I think it might have been Steve Rigg I think it was Steve Rigg Steve yes Rigg. I but do again, I yeah. the point remains you know both both the forwards or both the, you know, yeah. the forward players are, are really uh, pr pushing that's a big goal you know, I think that the way you can look at it and say oh yeah well, Ashton United 3-0 Spennymore 0 that is a massive goal Have, and uh, haven't Waterloo or beaten Harrogate 1-0 as well um but a lost cause doesn't seem to lost, be a lost cause in Gateshead's books as the ball's crossed in and Mellish <laughs> trying to get up for his second goal and Gateshead still have the ball Tom White gives it back out to Greg Ollie. Greg Ollie on the touchline on the far side looks up plays it into Solkel Solkel plays it yeah. tried to play it for himself to run on to just a too heavy a touch it was a nice idea unfortunately didn't come anything but yeah Spennymore maybe have they give up on title hopes and maybe just concentrating on I the playoffs coming up around the corner yeah, resting they, I, players I think Spennymore's title hopes are long gone I think the They've had a couple of defeats recently that have been very poor. Hereford at home last week, but um, yeah, that's a that's a bit of a shocker at Ashton because they're really struggling. It certainly is. As, uh, Nathan Ashmore takes his goal kick, and he's put it out there to Chris Bush, who tried a it's bit of an audacious flick, and now Connor Thompson has the ball, and he's. Riggs there and oh, Winfield was there just to stab it clear only as far as Bush and Bush plays it up the line finds Ugwu but he's under pressure from Tom Devitt Tom Devitt's still sticking to him like glue Jack Hunter picks up a loose ball but Ubui Thomas was there to clear up and Bush pumps that ball up the pitch and Robbie Tinkler's going to be there just to mop up and place this back to Ainsley Pear's feet who plays it out to Tom Devitt Tom Devitt under pressure from Ubui Adams and he's going to win a free Yeah, it's good movement from the defence there, playing the ball out between um, 
Tinkler back the pairs out to uh, Devitt. We've done it all season, regardless of who the back three have been in the centre of defence. And um, they work the angles well, uh, not panicking with the ball and using the ball and uh, every blade of grass. They are, and I have to say, um, Gator's work rate has been phenomenal so far. <laughs> they've been, you know, they're just not giving absolutely an inch. Uh, as soon as someone's on the ball, the likes of Ollie. Uh, he's leading from midfield like a hunter just really pressing um, and that needs to continue if they're going to get a result here it certainly does and uh, the ball's up in the air in the middle of the field there and it's been headed forward but Mellish is there to intercept and gives it to Greg Ollie. I thought Mellish could have drove on with that one there but gets it still in possession as Tom White who he's been very busy and industrious but not as ball. busy as you would think normally but he's got a fantastic ball Ollie, Ollie put it, tried to put it over the top for Rig it was great thinking Don't and foul. Magri has the ball and Rig has put him under pressure and the ball still hasn't went out it's hit the corner flag and he plays it off Rig for a throw in but that's fantastic stuff yeah again leading from the front it's what you know Rig and Thompson have done brilliantly in these you know the first 26 minutes of this game uh, they're really as I said earlier carrying Gateshead up the pitch and, yeah. and boxing in that fleet and uh, they're struggling to get out and they're yeah. trying to do it by other means now. yeah they're trying to take at least 10 yards from the corner flag there to take the throw in but just as a commentator's curse says I was saying about Tom White I said he's been industrious not really much then he puts a beautiful ball to Wally <laughs> but that's the role he's took up today he's been the midfield uh, workhorse and um, it's another just a creative player it's a foul that looked like a push in the back of Barrow and the ball's being played forward but Robbie Tinkler's there and he needs to have a little look up and gives it two pairs and pairs. Okay. Oh, what a great kick on a weird angle to clear it. And Hunter was battling and Devitt heads the, uh, kicks the ball forward. And Rig was, had his, it was, um, Magri had his arm right round him there. And the referee says, play on. Yeah, I've got to be honest, I think that one was a foul. Yeah. Um, dubious decisions. Um, but if you're an FC fan, you'll be not too uh, bothered about that let me go again that's what I was saying before that ball forward uh, absolutely just not keeping this, the ball under control everything's rushed and hurried yeah. and, and, and they're not really doing and uh, the, the forward line that they've got they're not playing on the shoulder and they don't seem to have much pace uh, the pace seems to be from Weston and um, it's come from out wide isn't yeah it? it is come from out wide and, but if that's the way they're going to play if you look at their bench <laughs> Jury and Kedwell aren't exactly um, speed merchants, so <laughs> they seem to be playing with just one idea at the moment. There's Ugo chest the ball down great there to Rance. Rance couldn't control it, and Devitt clears the ball, but only as far as the Ebsfleet defence, and Weston has the ball now, who's on the right flank. He started on the left earlier on. He's got Barrow in front of him. Has he got the beating of Barrow? He has. It was a good touch, but Mellish is there to cover, and he's put it out for a throw-in probably about five yards from the corner flag down here on the right hand side that's great reading of the player there from John Mellish he's seen that Weston's gone past Barrow and he's got a cross and covered and uh, cleared the danger for now he certainly has as Magri crosses the ball in Salkeld didn't clear the ball that well I don't think it's sat up for him as well as he fought and he's put it out for a throw in on the far side an interesting score line Rochdale wants something nil well that's a shame well Chris Bush has the ball again. He's going to cross. He's going to use one of these other long throws. And he puts it straight into the danger zone. Gates had managed to clear out. Connor Thompson heads it on. Salkeld, can he pick up the loose ball? He can, oh, but he's ran into it. Yes, definitely. Yeah. Brilliant from Salkeld. He ran his heart out there and got his just rewards. And it's a free kick to Gateshead there. And of course, you can hear in the background there the Gateshead fans venting their anger against um, the volunteer. Not let him in. 
Nathan Ashmore has the ball in his hands clears it up and does an, an acrobatic roll after he kicked it there and uh, now Magri plays it out to Weston Weston who had a bit of success there early on pumps it inside Mellish heads it clear and oh let's say rat it was uh, well worked out well for Gator there Mellish managed to clear it scrappy scrappy at the moment it went uh, especially in the middle it Spe is but what a great start John Mellish has made to this game oh command fantastic not just a goal yeah he's all round play yeah, so he's covering play he's, he's reading balls and um, Gator winning another free kick about five yards from outside the box and um, Ebsfleet's starting to get frust frustrated now they are, to be fair we saw this from Bonner the last time I did the comment with you where yeah, you know, was, thing, yeah. things weren't really going their way and they started getting frustrated then they had a man sent off for half time and it's uh, it's just not happening with them and it looks as if the manager's on a quiet word with yes um, or not a quiet word yeah it's uh, Gary Hill he's had his arm right round the um, fourth official he's not happy I don't think he can have too many complaints to be honest um, but I suppose he's, he's a little bit closer than us he might have seen something else but uh, the ball's pumped forward by Tom Devitt a little bit too much on it Nathan Ashmore's just going to be there to pick that out of his hands pick that out there of his hands and just roll it out to Magri the right back he's going to play it back to the captain Winfield Winfield now looks forward for a runner playing it directly down the centre just and that's going straight down into the throat of Ainsley Pears who's got time to just kick the ball about that's genuinely just awful that was a 70 yard punt up front and he, he didn't look really did yeah. he just did. and that's your captain uh, as Mellish receives the ball from Pears plays the ball up the side finds Connor Thompson who brings the ball down well he's under pressure from Winfield that was a pull from behind it was good cover and play I think but for me might be a bit rose tinted glasses <laughs> but um, yeah I, I think Thompson's just got to be a little bit stronger there if I'm honest yeah um, but the ball down the far side and it is I'm trying to say the player's name that's got the ball it is uh, can't say which player it is it's uh, Billy Adams I think on the far side who's been dispossessed by Hunter and Hunter plays the ball forward down the line it's went out for a throw into Epsleet well I'd say we'd love to hear from you uh, if you're an absolute fan as well I say the score might improve for you, you never know uh, it's Gator 1 absolute nil here and um, say you can tweet us at heed underscore army we'd love to hear from you go on get in contact and also on the chat facility as well on Spreaker and um, well it's been a good afternoon at the office so far for Gated, but there's a long way to go about 32 minutes gone here at Gated International Stadium and um, John Mellish's goals separate the two sides it's a ball punted in there John Mellish I'm John Mellish Chris Bush it's a hell of a, a weapon he's got there isn't it it's like Rory Delap of old that throw is, is, is as good as a corner as Gated now trying to pull away Connor, uh, Tom White was fouled there by Rance and um, free kick about 25 yards out from Gated's own goal there He's been very clever there, Tom White. Yeah. Um, I don't think there was too much of a foul. There was definitely contact. And he, knows how to, he knows how to drag a player in, a bit like uh, Paul Thompson of old. Um, <laughs> Gator's all-time leading goal scorer. He knew how to draw a, a foul in. And the ball's being played out to Greg Ollie, who's Great under, touch. He's brought that down lovely. He's under pressure from Magri. He's turned. Can't, and Magri's still all over. But Ollie's done well. Brilliant. He's still beat him. Rance tries to tackle him. He's still got the ball, Ollie. Gives it to... Barrow who oh, Thompson nodded it down I thought we might have just got the ball back through but now Michael Cheek heads the ball down but Hunter's there gives it to Barrow Barrow's under pressure from Cheek and oh. that's a, a little 
Cheek threw himself in it there, and uh, Gator Emma threw in here just in front of the absolute dugout. And uh, strong challenge, but a full blooded, full blooded. Scott Barrow feeling the effects of that. He's got a little bit of a limp. He's drying the ball in his shirt. Sprinklers were on before the game. It's a zippy surface out there. Put forward rig. Was that has to be a foul? He had both hands on his shoulders and got him off the ground. But Cheek has the ball now under pressure. But he, Tom White intercepts and's played a little bit fast and furious there by Barrow. But Gated still chasing for the ball and it's been cleared. Only as far as Hunter. It is very scrappy at the moment. And now Weston is going to ping this ball forward. Mellish heads it back. Hunter heads it on. Weston tries to bring the ball down and rig. Couldn't win the ball and it's went up for a throw into Ebbsfleet, but it is, it's it's a uh, bit of a hot potato at times this ball. It is, that was like pinball, wasn't it? It, it was, was all over the place. I was trying to describe <laughs> it, but it was, by the time I was going to get the words out, it was in three different places by then. And now Greg Ollie has got the ball through to, oh, that was a, he needed a little bit of fortune there for that ball to go through and Connor Thompson would have been away, but the ball's back with Ainsley Pears who lays it off to John Mellish. John Mellish. Plays it inside to Robbie Tinkler. Robbie Tinkler now plays a ball to. Well, give it to Hunter. He was dispossessed by Abui Adams, and um, as he went forward, Hunter's tackled him, and Abui Adams is rolling round like he was clattered a lot heavier than what it looked like. Uh, I'm not going to do him the discredit of saying he wasn't caught, but um, contact looked minimal, and he went down. Yeah, to be fair, I think Tinkler's done Hunter no favours whatsoever. No, it was a badly weighted ball. Um, he played him into trouble there. Um, yeah, to be honest, when when Tinkler took a touch and took it inside from where he was, I thought he was going to launch it out to the right-hand flank and um, just the weight of the ball wasn't there. It's going to have to be some strike from here. Yeah, it's about uh, 30 yards out. Chris Bush lined it up, I think. Yeah, he's got a bit of a strike on him. He fancies it. There's a Bowie Adams is up onto his feet and Hunter has received a yellow card. That's three yellow cards in this half already from this referee I think it's um, is it Jack Payne standing over it there with Chris Bush or is it Magri either way Chris Bush has uh, taken a step back Bush looks almost interested. Yeah. Obviously he's left footed as well. So here we are. The three man wall. Chris Bush is gonna take it, he smacked it and it's went over the bar. But it's got a dip on it, it was uh wasn't too far away. Yeah, I don't think that's ever really troubling Ainsley Pears there. I think uh, it's very optimistic to hit it from where he did. Yeah. He's talking 30, 35 yards out. Uh, pretty comfortable. I think he needed more Pears. power on it uh, for, yeah. for, for one like that. Even but if that's on target, you're expecting it to be a routine save for Ainsley. Yeah. We're about 36 minutes gone here, Gateshead International Stadium, and it's Gateshead 1. Ebbsfleet United won and I think we may have went off air for about um, six seconds apologies there um, don't know what that is just one of those technical glitches but uh, hopefully it isn't spoiling your afternoons listening as Robbie Tinkler hooks the ball clear towards the Ebbsfleet defence they head it clear but only as far as Greg Ollie who puts it into Rig and Rig managed to get a foot onto it and unfortunately Tom White was steaming in and it was just nicked off his feet and Ebbsfleet managed to get the ball out of danger's way if they play it back to Nathan Ashmore who 
doesn't look too comfortable with the ball on his feet as Tom no, White intercepts a... his clearance now and he needs to find a white shirt as he's oh. fouled by Weston and Weston has already Tell been booked he's, could, this could be he's not going to give a he's <laughs> I think Tom White was saying that he might have wanted a second yellow there but that was a foul he's got away from him and and I've seen those given his yeah. yellows I think it, it could have been a final warning if anything but, but this, this is a work. good position for Scott Barrow to put it in here it's about 30, 32, 34 yards out, um, close, probably with four yards from the left-hand touchline. And um, unfortunately for Gateshead, they haven't put many players up there uh, in numbers, so I think it's going to be more of a worked goal this uh, than a than a, a worked work, goal. That's quite a worked, quite prediction. A worked goal. I think <laughs> they're going to they're going to work it into the box here rather than whip it in. I say that, then they whip it in. <laughs> <laughs> what do I know? As uh, Chris Bush clears it to uh, Ugu on the far side, who's under pressure from Devitt. Devitt's done well there. And now Chris Bush launches the ball forward for the run of Abui Adams. And he couldn't quite, quite get the touch he wanted there and Tinkler chests oh, well it down done. and then Very well done. hooks it clear. And that's going to be a throw in about 10 yards inside the gates at half. But, um, yeah, I actually thought they were going to spray that across <laughs> the middle and have a shot from outside. But there you go. That's why I should stick to what's happening and not predicting but uh, yes sometimes we'll get it right uh, once we will and the ball's out to Weston on the right hand side who cuts inside puts it into the middle there and that's a shot oh fantastic save by Ainsley Pears Ugwu had a shot down there and it's been given as a free kick to the goalkeeper there there must have been a foul but what a reaction save and Ugwu's bullet header was saved down on Ainsley Pears right hand side strong hands now that's twice now that Gates had been caught by an overload at the far post the flag hasn't went up so it clearly wasn't offside there must have been as you say a, a foul in there or, or goal kick possibly yeah, I, I, to be honest I, 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 it may have been the goal kick but I did not as his goal kick yeah, by the way he's placing the ball it's a very similar save from Ainsley Pears to the one he made earlier at the far post where he's you know he's got down he's just kept it out and <laughs> that's simple as that yeah. there's no technique there he's just got something on it and uh, and kept it out but uh, yeah again danger signs for, for Gates had. yeah that was the say we push yeah it's another push there but uh let's see Ugwu he's got to be respected in the air there he got power on that uh oh and Hunters went down and Hunters already on a yellow and Abui Adams is rolling round and I think we might see a red card here Abui Adams I think he's selling it he's selling the foul here I think we are going to see a red card Hunters being called over no, Bowie Adams is still not on his feet here. No, I think the referee's... Yeah, we want Hunter, and I fear... I do fear this is a red card. I think it's going to be a final warning. If he's got any sense, it'll be a final warning. If the one before wasn't a red card for Weston, then this one wouldn't be. Um, the fact he's got Scott Barrow in helps, because that shows that he's got the captain. Yeah. Um, which will probably mean it is. I, again, I, I said it earlier, how see them given... Yeah. Um, he, he is well this is another dangerous position this is where from where Weston crossed the ball in before and they're going to overload at the far post again here at Ebbsfleet Ebbsfleet fans not amused by that no but uh, you, you wouldn't be surprised if, if Ben Clark considers bringing on you know Maloney or, or Forbes at half time for Hunter yeah well Weston stands over the ball as does Magri, I think it is, and they're going to cross this one in just like before. They've went towards the far post, and Bush was unmarked, and it just skims off the top of his head. But um, 
where was the markers there? Yeah, he got the, away too easy. You know what, this gate to Buckland have got to get this, this defensive line sorted from set pieces. That's three times now they've been caught out at the far post. Bush has just got too much on that. He's only eight yards out and he's, he's tried to flick it, but he's just got far too much on it and it's gone comfortably over the bar. But someone needs to take command at the back I, and take I, control. I'd say he found himself about five yards from any Gator player there as well. So um, he, he had more time than he realised. And they're all looking across at the linesman, but he's not. You know, he's clearly not given anything. No, he was he was onside. It was a good run. It was a good ball. As Inslee Pears takes the resultant goal kick up towards Rig. Rig beaten in the air by Winfield, and he likes to go in strong on those challenges. Does Winfield as Bowie Adams plays a ball inside to Ugwu. Ugwu now plays it across to Weston. Weston, lucky enough, he wants a runner. He wants someone there as Bowie Adams runs forward with the ball, gets the ball on the right hand side of the box, takes a twist and turn and puts it in left footed and. It was um, Hunter that was there, managed to clear. Sorry, it wasn't. It was Robbie Tinkler that managed to clear, but only as far as Weston. Weston now, good cover, cover and play Excellent. by White there. Got his body in the way, and Mellish manages to clear this. And was that a foul? Well, <laughs> I know. I, know I'll, I will admit, sometimes I've got rose-tinted glasses, but um, there's been a few dubious ones from the captain Winfield there, with his arms right round the back of Rig. Um, but nothing given as the buoy goes through but the ball's too much on it and it's a goal kick and Ainsley Pears has just taken his time with this Crystal Palace have just gone 1-0 up in Newcastle yeah well and uh, just having a look around the National League all the shot have equalised at home to uh, away to Bromley Sutton are 1-1 now with um did you do Boreham Wood apologies I'm just trying to look through and Salford are winning 1-0 as well away to Maidstone United and FC Halifax are beating Leighton Orient 1-0 so all change at the top of the league at the moment I think it is isn't it um, so uh, I'm sure that will develop as the afternoon goes on as well and Whitby have equalised 1-1 away to Marine for other local interesters and Gateshead oh, fantastic Scott Barrow with a sliding interception to put that ball past the post because if he hadn't, Cheek was there, ready just to tap that into the back of the net. And Ebbsfleet, as we mentioned earlier on, are going to have their chances. And they're just starting to get a little bit of a foothold here towards the end of the first half. They are. They've grown into the game and uh, they're starting to look dangerous. And to be honest, Gates have got to react to this. Yes. Let's see if we can get into the first half um, with the score as it is. The referee spotted something in the middle there. He's wanting to have a word with the players. Looks like... Oh! Well, Michael Cheek, <laughs> he felt hands on his back and went flying forward there in theatrical fashion. But um, Bush and Cheek are both trying to corner in Gator Keeper Inslee Pears. Now, the referee, look at Bush, he's pushing on Tinkler there. It's still happening, referee, and as Pears, oh, easy good command Someone, someone else went down, though. Oh, there's a punch there. Who always went down? And I tell you what, Gator, are going to have player, a player sent off here, Rafia. Because one of their players went down like he was poleaxed. Wow. But interestingly, the referee has given the free kick to Gator. Yes. Now, I think there could be a card coming here either side. Uh, to see what happened there, the linesman hasn't went over. I thought something would have been seen there and looked. Is that blood on Hunter? On his shirt? No, just a interesting scenes here yes it must be blood the linesman there the physio's been brought on for Gated. now the linesman hasn't went in, encroached onto the pitch to tell the line, uh, the referee anything so I don't think he's seen anything interesting things here at the back end of the first half 
Yeah, Hunter's quite clearly haven't changed his shirt to yeah. the blood there. So. Now, I think it was Michael Cheek that went down like he had been clotheslined, if you want to, for the best part of a word, <laughs> from wrestling. And, um, yeah. I think the referee needs to get a grip on this game in the second half because you can't have things going on like that. Well, no, and it, he seems to have missed everything uh, in that one. You're not really sure what's happened there. No. Well, Pears takes the um, the kick as Hunter has a fresh cert. No number on the back, of course, as he's getting his, his an offside decision given when it wasn't the gate to play a forward. Okay, it turns out that Crystal Palace haven't went one up in Newcastle. Ah, right. <laughs> Well, um, there has been a goal in the National League and Barnet are now 1-0 up away to Maidenhead. And Ipswich are beating Bolton Wanderers 2-0. Another troubled club. As Nathan Ashmore places the ball down about 18 yards from the halfway line in his own half. He's going to take this one. Ipswich have got players forward in numbers here as they pump the ball forward towards the edge of the box. Mellish goes up and it's going to go all the way through for a goal kick to Gateshead. But, that, that's, um, that's better from Gateshead, you know. They've kept wow, massive scoreline coming in the top of the National League. Halifax have doubled their score away to Leighton, Orient and Salford have just went 2-0 up. So it is all change up another there. Goal. And another brain Braintree, relegated Braintree, have um, equalised at um, title challenging Wrexham they're still up there with a chance so what a story it's going to be at half time uh, <laughs> at the moment in the National League but as say the league has decided on half time scores we'll have to see what happens at full time as Winfield pumps the ball out heads the ball out to Weston here on the right hand side tries to keep the ball in pumps it forward for Ugu to run on to and enough pressure there from Barrow to make that go out for a goal kick excellent again from John Mallish just read that so well just come, come across saw the ball out of play I'll tell you what he's been play of the half for me not just for the goal but he's all round defensive play has been excellent yeah there's been some there's been some good displays I think um, I, think I mentioned Tom White before but I've been watching him he's hustling and bustling we know he's a creative player and likes to do but Greg Ollie's playing in that position today and he's just doing it you know he's knuckling down doing the donkey work the dirty work for want of a better world and you know it, it's 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 paying off at the moment. Long may it continue, but um, we're, we're getting towards the final moment of the first half. Yeah, I think we'll have the half-time whistle any minute. Just waiting for a break and play more or less from the referee as Tinkler hooks that ball clear. Only as far as Ollie and Ollie got another touch on it, but unfortunately the forward line wasn't able to read onto it. And it's played back Nathan Ashmore back to King. King, and that's, that's it. Half-time time whistle, but. Ben Clark and not be disappointed with that in the first half. He'll be a little bit concerned with those two incidences where the ball, well, three incidences where the ball come over towards the far post and Gates had failed to deal with it. But um, all in all, not a bad afternoon at the office so far for Gateshead. It's not, but I think there's still a lot more work to do. Um, they're working hard. They haven't really created a lot of chances, if we're honest. Uh, after, well, after the first quarter of an hour, Epsfleet grew into the game. I would argue the better side in the last quarter of an hour of the half. Yep. Um, Again, we just have to, you know, Gateshead have to be careful about this this long ball in the box, about defending crosses properly. Um, but they've got the lead. They've got something to hold on to. Um, results seem to be falling uh, yep. their way at the moment. Um, but up street, they are dangerous. They, they can get back into this. Yeah. But Gateshead have got to I keep would, the work rate and tempo. To, to be honest, I would expect a change from both sides at half time. I think more of a precaution one from Gateshead because Hunter's been getting, not skinned, but that yellow card has him in the danger zone, especially when he's 
just in front of the defence making tackles I think we might see a change there and I believe that Ebsfleet as well will bring on uh, a change to their forward line yeah I mean it's not going to be a pacey one is it because there's not a, <laughs> there's not a lot of pace on the bench for them but they do have goal scorers on the bench they have people that can come on and make an impact um, you may well see from Gator's point of view you may see Jack Hunter get 15 minutes of the half yeah. um, and then that'll be it they'll try and get him through I've got to be honest I think I'll take him off at half time if yeah. he's had a final warning all it takes is one missed challenge uh, one missed time challenge and, and, and that's the position where you are going to be putting yourself in those situations to make those challenges but um, see, we've had a, um, a great a great first half for Gator regardless of the, the few little slip ups but um, let's say just over the tannoy there, it was announced about the peaceful protest after the game. Um, so say it will be happening outside of Gateshead International Stadium, outside the cafe area. Um, peaceful protest just to you know continue um, the thoughts of um, everyone around the club and what's happening in the situation. Um, we're just going to play out the interview with Ben Clark again, just so we can have a little toilet stop and stuff. But don't be afraid to contact us. If you're an Ebsley fan as well, get in contact. We'd love to hear from you. And if you're a Gated fan, listen from afar. Listen to where you listen from in the world as well. Um, so this is what Ben Clark had to say um, to Gated FC TV in the build-up of this game. And we'll be back with you very shortly. Ben, another big week for the football club. If you can, can you just tell us what that's been like and what's, what's happened? Uh, probably the toughest week we've had, Dom, since, since I've took over the manager, I think. We're getting kicked out of the stadium. That was that was a little bit of a low point on Friday when we were training. But the biggest thing is when the players aren't getting paid. I think you can take other things, and then once the players aren't getting paid, it, it really is difficult. Then we've had a, a difficult week regarding the takeover as well. So really difficult, and it's I must say the players have been a credit again. They've trained really well, and but it has been tough. What steps have been taken to ensure? the players will be, will be paid are you confident? I'm confident today I am because I, I did speak to, to, to the accountant um, last night yesterday and she assured us and Ranj, I did speak to Ranjan yesterday and he said the players will, will be paid today so you know I've, I've told the players they'll be paid today and I've told them that before though and they haven't but I, I am confident today I am yeah, um, Players and uh, coaching staff made a bold statement on uh, Tuesday is it a case of you've made your statement you've made your point you just want to move on now, focus on Saturday? Yeah, definitely. I think, you know, at the time we were, everyone was a little bit annoyed and raw and understandably flown. And the players were, were upset because, you know, like I said, once they don't get paid, it does become really difficult. Uh, we put the statement out and, and I think as far as we're concerned, that, that's that done now and we've got six games left to, to try and get into the playoffs. And how's training been at Heaven this week? Huge favour from there. Unbelievable. Uh, I've just done a, done a piece with Mark and it, it's a fantastic little football club. Um, slightly jealous, to be honest. When you look around it, it, it it's a fantastic facility. Uh, they were the first club that, that, that got in contact with me through through Mark Rulers, and they really, really did appreciate it. The, 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 the staff have been really welcome. They've come, they've watched training, and they've got involved. Um, I must mention some other clubs as well. Uh, first, well, not even clubs. John Short. It's you know amongst uh, where, where he works, he offered us his services straight away. Um, Evolution Sport. I think they offered me somewhere to train and in concert. Uh, Frank Bell and just say that's that's where I really wanted to train because it's up the road. I was only joking. Um, that's you know all these clubs have come and they've offered us um, these facilities. And I think when you know stuff like this happens, the football family. I think we're, especially in the northeast, have all gathered round. And on behalf of myself and the players and, and, and yourself, we, we really do appreciate uh, Heaven for letting us use this fantastic facility. Big week and important. 
ahead of probably one of your biggest games of the season against Epsi, a club going through a similar sort of situation to yourself as well. Yeah, massive game. Um, Absolutely good, good side. I watched them again uh, over the week. Uh, over the, the week, some good players. Uh, obviously, they've gone through some some difficulties themselves, but they're on a fantastic run. They've, they've they're unbeaten in the four. They've just beat Wrexham, and it's getting to the stage now where it's a must-win really. Now our games. We have not had a home game for a while. We've had three tough away games. The suspension of Mike. It's been really tough, and it, that has hurt us. There's no there's no doubt about it. I think Mike, and, and I'll go along with Riggy if them two get injured or suspended that really does hurt us and but the lads have, have dug in the performance at Braintree we weren't happy with that and regardless of what's gone on we've had a discussion regarding the performance and we weren't happy with that and what, a, what an opportunity for the players to go and put a performance in against a very good side on Saturday and in front of the home fans as well who've offered the support washing the kits uh, praying for your meals everything yeah I've just found out this morning because I'm not on I'm not on any social media uh, I, I was aware that the laundress hadn't paid but for a fan to step in it's different, different class. We really do appreciate it. Um, said it number, numerous of times this season. We haven't got the biggest following, but we've definitely got the best. We're all in this together. We really do appreciate, it, like I said, and just doesn't give JG any work, so it's great. And uh, what's the approach finally, finally going into Saturday's game that in, would ensure or give you the best chance to get three points? Just to fully focus on the game now, I think. We've, we've put the statement out, we, we've done what we have to do. Now it's in the hands of Ranjan and, and Joe and, and whoever interested in buying the club, that's between them now. We can't do any more. Uh, we're paid to, 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 to play football on a Saturday and, and to train and we'll be looking to just fully focus on the game. Uh, support is coming and support the players like they have done. They've been different class and hopefully we'll get a good result. Finally, uh, fitness-wise, how's everyone looking? Uh, Scotty didn't train because he had an injection so it's something that we have, we have to monitor JJ didn't do the full session um, so that was about 13 we had this morning 13 senior players which is which is difficult but I must mention the under 19s they came in and they trained this morning with us and they do that most Thursdays and, and they put on a good performance and just in themselves or the under 19s I think they've been a credit to themselves as well where uh, Wasai, Dave and, and Gary they've, they've come on and they've turned the corner and Sam always interested in, in keeping up to date what they're doing and they're being a credit to the club themselves as well so it's not just the first team the under 19s we're all in this together they're part of the team and you know I must say they've been an absolute different class as well well if you join us back here at Kids International Stadium it is half time that was Ben Clark talking to Gator FC TV uh, in the build up to this game it is Gated 1 absolutely United nil at the moment a John Mellish header from a corner putting Gated in front here and it's been a good display by Gated they've had Ainsley Pears come to their saviour a couple of times with some fantastic saves, uh, point blank really, and uh, keeping us in it. Um, but as I say, Ebbsfleet, there are no mugs. It's going to be a long second half, and Gateshead are going to have to be at their best. And we've had a few um, messages on the chat facility, Kyle Jones, but um, the whole season just makes me think of Sham 69. If the kids, Scott Barrow, Mike Williamson, Steve Rigg, and the staff are united, then we will never be divided. Great season so far from everyone, uh, from every one of them. Uh, whatever will be, will be. Pete Walton has also said a message in. Hello from uh, Bloodnock. Is for. Um, with you all in spirit today as the club fights uh, for survival uh, is the financial advisor there or is he locked out of the ground well we believe that he is um, banned from the ground he's not allowed to come in all the security staff have his photo he is not allowed on the premises is Mr Joseph Caller um, Pete Walton has put um, 
just as an aside as I received today an away programme from 1960-61 the first non-league season Scarborough away we won uh, autographed by two Gator players including George Aitken and um, we will survive uh, this and around uh, and the idiot is kicked out finally he'd army well let's certainly hope so um, <laughs> it's uh, it's the story that keeps writing itself at the moment as Gator Football Club. But we've been on TalkSport this week. We've been on, um, I say we, not the Heat Army podcast, of course. Uh, uh, Gator Football Club, the players and staff, they've been on TalkSport. They've been on Sky Sports. We've been in all the local papers and national papers. Um, it's very aware of what's going on here. And hopefully Chris Dunphy um, can get his um, takeover bid over the line. And we can see a fresh start here at Gateshead and there's Mark Rivers who's here um, co-hosting with me today um, who's doing a fantastic job as well may I say um, he mentioned earlier on that you know the fans have really put something special here together with the fans association but it has to be built on and hopefully that will be the case and if you'd like to find out everything about Gated Soul why don't you go to gfcsoul.co.uk you can have a look about everything that's going on there. Maybe if you want to donate to the cause. And also tonight, if you are in the Tyneside area or going to be back in Tyneside, um, there is a race night tonight at the Salter Club uh, on Salter Road, which is obviously in Benjamin Gateshead. Um, there is a singer on as well, Kieran Boat, and um, obviously a race night with some uh, interesting named horses. So if you want to get along, have a little look. Some of them horses will make you laugh. Um, but get along and help raise funds for the Gated Soul and... You want to show perspective owners that the club, uh, that the that the fans, are going to be in there in the faith to help um, because we need to be, and that is the message that Gated fans and the Gated Soul are sending out. So um, yeah, but we'd love to hear from you on um, Twitter at heed underscore army and hopefully if mr um, Dumphy is listening in, we hope you're enjoying the game so far. Uh, be very nice to know and. Um, there's quite a few tweets being put out there as well on Twitter. A lot of things that were tagged in. But we'd like to have a message. Go on, send us one. You know you want to. Um, so you can do that at heed underscore army. Um, we're waiting for the players to come back out onto the pitch at the moment. Uh, see, there's a few of the players just going through a warm-up up there. Um, Elliot Forbes is warming up with um, the assistant manager uh, as well. We'll see if we might have a change in the offering. And, um, well all to play for at the moment Gateshead winning 1-0 at home to Ebsley United and also we'd like to take a moment uh, to thank our sponsors Raw Print uh, who sponsor the Heed Army podcast without them we would not be able to broadcast in the way we do so thank you very much for their continued support um, so just having a little look about um, at the moment the stand is filling back up people have got their half time refreshments and they're getting excited for the second half as um, JJ O'Donnell makes his way back out the tunnel and he must have a quick toilet stop and uh, he's on the sub-bench, of course, today. I'll just run through the Gateshead team again. There's Ainsley Pears in goal, Robbie Tinkler, Scott Barrow, the captain, Jack Hunter, Connor Thompson, who's been a live wire today, Greg Ollie, Stephen Rigg, Cameron Salkeld, John Mellish, Tom White and Tom Devitt. And on the Gateshead bench is Mark Foden, J.J. O'Donnell, Lewis Maloney, Elliot Forbes and the youngster, Lewis McGeoch. And um, the Everstate United team, um, as the start of the game, is Nathan Ashmore, Jack King, Sam Magri, Dean Rance, I'm um, sorry, one second, <coughs> just need a little drink there, uh, Dave Winfield, the captain, Vui Adams, Miles Weston, Michael Cheek, Gose Ugwu, and Jack Payne and Chris Bush make up the starting lineup, and Danny Cadwell, Andy Jury, Freddie Monker, 
Corey Whitley and Bagasan Graham is uh, on the bench but will we see any changes we'll let you know as soon as we find out uh, gated subs and uh, absolute United subs are just uh, running around here at the moment and just to paint a picture of what it looks like here at Gated International Stadium at the moment it's a bit of an overcast day a little bit misty as we look over the banks of the Tyne towards Biker on the far side there so hopefully um, we might get a break in the clouds a nice little bit of weather but the pitch is being sprinkled at the moment they are trying to keep up the zip in the pitch here for Gated's forward moving play and um, say it's one of those days where you hope Gateshead can build on their first half performance and Mark is just making his way back from the toilet now um, I think he's maybe had a little bit of a natter as well there on the concourse but Gateshead now come back out onto the pitch led by Tom White Cameron Salkel, Jack Hunter follows him Barrow, Tinkler, Mellish, Devitt and Thompson they come back out in their white shirts ready for action and um say I don't think there is any change to uh, the Gateshead lineup at the moment we await to see if uh, Absolute have made any changes still waiting for them to come out and um, is there a buzz in the concourse area Mark? There certainly is um, I got caught talking about four or five people that's <laughs> 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 um, why I'm a little bit late um, but yeah it's been um, that you can tell there's a, an almost a defiance around the place um, you know, things are a bit run down here. It is a bit skeleton-like. Yeah. Um, you know what's on offer here at the International Stadium today. Um, but there is a, yeah, as I said, there is a defiance about the place. There is a, a unity around the place. There's no factions. Everyone's in this together, as Ben Clock called for uh, when I spoke to him uh, for the Sunderland Echo on, uh, on Thursday. Um, he's hurting by what's going on. And I think you could see that in the quotes that, uh, that were put out on the club's official Twitter from that, that interview. Um, but he's called for unity and he's got it he's yeah. got you know supporters and players are together um, I mean if, if, if anyone is just listening in on the off chance and you know they think oh footballers aren't getting paid for a month boohoo but at this level they're paying to pay the bills paying yeah. to pay, you know there's mortgages car payments families to, to support and as anyone would know if, if you, you don't get your money on time there's repercussions well a, a lot of the squad have you know that they're experiencing full-time football for the first time and yeah um they haven't got money to fall back on they haven't got money from a you know a career uh, earlier yeah to, to fall back on and a lot of these players are maybe either just starting out in life uh, moving at their own places or still live at home and yeah you know they've, they've, they still have responsibilities and it's it's um it's hard on everybody but Ebsfleet are back out now onto the pitch I don't think there is any changes um, for them as I can see at the moment but I would hazard a guess that either side could probably see a change in the first 15 minutes yeah I think as I said I think Jack Hunter's walking a very he's talking to the referee now funny enough but I think he's uh, he's walking a very thin thin line here yeah um, you would hope that he'd be able to manage it but I think he will be the first change and I think you'll probably see it's like for like but probably Elliot Forbes will come on won't he you would imagine, yeah. Um, you would you would think on the you know the side of precaution, the way things are, regardless of what the scoreline is at the time. Um, you know, you want to have a player available for the next game rather than a, a, a suspension that could maybe be avoided. But um, Gates are going to kick off here. They're shooting from left to right in the second half in their white sh uh, shirts and black shorts. Absolute in there, all navy blue. As Winfield heads the ball forward, Hunter goes up with a buoy. They're re rekindling their t uh, battles from the first half, and the ball is just scrappy it's amongst them. There. It is there as well. 
Malice judged to have fouled, um, I think it was Cheek. Do yeah. you know what, right? Jack, sorry, Jack Hunter's just kicked the ball six yards to, to one of the Ebb Street players, and the rest of the Ebb Street players have surrounded the referee, hasn't been booked because he's kicked the ball away. That, nah. Yeah, <laughs> it's a little bit petty, isn't it? Yeah. There's no need for that. Well, free kick here. A lot of the players on the edge of the box. It's been pumped forward there. Gator back in numbers, and it was um, Rig that manages to head that clear. But Bowie Adams has to play this ball across to Magui, who's going to pump this ball back forward. And Ebsfield still forward in numbers. As Rance is going to pick up the ball here on the far side, taps it inside to Rig. Um, Chris Bush, who shoots, deflected off uh, a player there. And I think if that hadn't took a deflection, that could have went in the side. Uh, what <laughs> a throw that far is! Side of the, um, that was a great throw by Pears. Finds Thompson on the far side and still with Ollie now. It didn't go out. And can get a build here as Tinkler's under pressure from Ugwu. Still drives forward with the ball, Tinkler. Tinkler plays it out to Connor Thompson. Connor Thompson's got the overlap there of Barrow. Can Barrow whip this ball in? He can. He got it there. Steve Rigg threw himself in it. And it was cleared. And Curtis, um, Miles Weston has the ball on the far side. And now Mellish intercepts. Again, Jack really Hunter well. back to Mellish. Mellish has got Ollie there. Ollie has the ball. He's took a touch. He needs to find a white shirt he's done a little step over the ball has he won himself a corner no he's kept it in and uh, to throw in on the far side but um, it's just in there <laughs> I forgot what I was describing before we got into that attack but uh, yeah it's uh, scrappy scrappy at the moment it is until that <laughs> until, until that attack, yeah, until that attack. <laughs> yeah. but the, 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 the interchange in the middle there was um, Sunday league esque yeah it is you, you, you worry <laughs> <laughs> when you see Hunter going in there, he's, he's not a player to hold back, which is great to see, but not when you're on a yellow card and with a small squad. No, no, he's got to he's got to play with intelligence now, yeah. Hunter, until the sub is made, yeah. if it's made. It is, and um, Devitt plays the ball out to Cameron Salkeld on the right hand side, plays it into Tom White. Tom White, he's looking for a white shirt he's got the ball at his feet he's still twisting and turning with the ball plays a lofted ball over the top oh. towards Rig and it's going to found its way through to Ollie Ollie's going to play this off to Rig or shoot himself he's shot oh. and it's went about four oh, it must have took a deflection it's because it's a corner to Gateshead on the far side and um, wow I thought he was just going to take a little step and lay that off to Rig there but um, he was fully within his rights to take a shot there I've got to be honest I think if it doesn't take a deflection it goes further wide than what we think but yeah. it's um, yeah that's uh, a great chance to just play Rig in and he's, he's one-on-one but he's gone for the shot we can't actually see at the moment because yeah. uh, someone stood up on well, way Ollie's going to put this ball in from the far side as he lofts it up there and it's going to be headed clear by Rance when he's falls Rig, Rig chests it down gets a shot but deflected up into the air and Ashmore just picks that up and that is just well, well tell you what's, what. what's Ashmore doing there Ash, you know is he booking Connor Thompson now you have to book the goalkeeper here on this Surely, I think because he is. I think he is. now Connor Thompson, I'll just describe it. He was running away, not in front of the player. He wasn't looking to where Ashmore was with the ball, and Ashmore's pushed him. Now, it was something going nothing, and Ashmore didn't even try to distribute the ball. Well, Ashmore's pushed him in the back. He is, no, he's not. He's, he's not booking him. He's not booking him. That, that is absolutely ludicrous because he ran with intent to Ashmore when he blew the whistle. Then. Wow, that's uh, <laughs> different. It is different. It's always a pleasure to describe what the officials are doing in the National League. Ian Morton getting flustered on the touchline. Um, yeah, I'm at a loss for words there. Um, so was Connor Thompson not allowed to run back and defend there? Oh, that's lovely. Yeah. As Weston keeps the ball in there, a bit fortunate to do so. He's on the right-hand side of the box. Cuts inside, puts it in left-footed. Tinkler's there to head it clear, and it's going to be a throw-in on the far side. But Gateshead need to keep the composure here. They do. You can't get wrapped up in, in, in what the referee's doing, or you know neither side can do that. To be fair, but 
it's um, it's it's one of those where you've just got to keep things careful, got to keep things tight, and, and just look after yourself in this game. Well, the ball's been thrown in there, and Gator had managed to hook it clear, only as far as Bowie Adams, who just pings that towards the goalkeeper, just lobs that out the air. Is fantastic throw by Pears, but unfortunately didn't get its target. And Chris Bush puts a, a lofting ball in towards Ugwu, and Cheek picks up the lost ball, and Robbie Tinkler manages to hack that one clear and it's come back all the way towards Gator defence and that's going to go out for a Gator throw in next to the uh, corner flag there just seemed to roll off the pitch just before it would go for a goal kick but um, Ebsfleet they're turning the screw a little bit more they're playing with a bit more intent yeah it's a bit more control from them as well yep. I mentioned that first half it was all a bit kick and rush first half but they've uh, they've come out with a bit more control and a bit more discipline about them um, and they're, they're looking dangerous there's, I mean, there's a reason why they are where they are in the league yeah I mean you'd you'd have to say that uh, you know, even Stevie Wonder could see where Gated's uh, weakness was in the first half and that seems to be what they, they, they want to do they want to get free kicks in positions where they can get that ball into the box or heavily load the box when, the, when they've got in possession of the ball Devitt well clears a beautiful ball back over himself there and Ollie unfortunately overplayed a ball to Sal Keldon to throw into Ebsfleet United level of the corner of the box down the left hand side here Gator National Stadium 10 minutes gone in the second half here Gator 1 Ebsfleet United 0 at least I believe it's 10 minutes I'm just going off what's on the laptop I don't know if we kicked off bang on on 3 o'clock but uh, apologies if anyone's good but they've only been playing 4 minutes as Rig heads the ball clear, real box to box striker. Offside. And someone's um, got to be offside there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the officials never seem uh, cease to ama uh, amaze here. Three players come back from the edge of the six-yard box as a ball goes back in the box, and none of them are offside. Yeah. Well, now it's played forward again by Ebsfleet as Chris Bush goes up for the header. Salkeld didn't win it but it falls to Devitt who well clears done. the ball gets it to Greg Ollie. Greg Ollie lays it off to Hunter Hunter has to take a touch and lay it back to John Mellish John Mellish looks up and sees a white shirt in space but doesn't get the ball there and Barrow manages to keep it in but yeah, Mellish well manages to put it out there the ball was going straight down the right hand flank there and um, they have a little bit more zip and control in the way they're moving the ball forward now Ebsley. in the first half they were just pinging it forward without any movement now they seem to have the movement to go with it yeah gets it really into the cosh a bit here throwing on the far side level of the corner of the box as this one's pumped into the area and Rick was there to defensive defensive header from the striker and gets it out of danger's way but the ball's still not clear and that's a lovely lofted ball towards Rance and Rance Great fantastic save by Ainsley Pears and the follow-up strike was put away he come out made himself big and hit his arm went up in the air but he did enough but Rance really should have done better there he should have done but to be fair by the time the ball's got to him uh, Ainsley Pears is on him and yeah. he's done brilliantly to, to come out he's made himself big he's got a bit of luck because it has hit his, <laughs> hit it has his arm, hit his arm yeah. um, but he's made himself big and, and, and that's what's helped that save it's, it's, it's excellent goalkeeping from a goalkeeper that has grown into this season and has you know, come in with not a lot of first team experience behind him. Yeah, I mean, you know, just just looking at Ainsley Pears, he's all round game. His distribution today, his his reaction saves and everything have been absolutely fantastic. If we could get him on loan again next year, I would be amazed. <laughs> he isn't a football league player next year. I would, I would go along with that. I would go along with that entirely. Well, Gary Hill has not exactly been happy with the fourth official there, and he's been urged to get back into his uh, technical area as Rig 
not Riggs, sorry, it was Thompson who's having a bit of a tussle over Magri as now Solkel picks up a loose ball. He needs to find some space. He ran into the wrong place and Bowie Adams managed to dispossess him as Chris Bush plays the ball down so to Ukwu who looked offside there, but he's still got the ball. He's on the left-hand flank. He's going to cross it in. He's got two players with him there. Tom Great Devitt tackle. with a fantastic tackle. Tom Devitt has been an absolute <laughs> brick wall when it's been at his feet. Another one of these long throws, you just feel this pressure's building now, and yeah. absolutely have got to get something when they're on top. And they, they've got nearly everybody forward into the box as well, as Chris Bush drives the ball on his shirt, and he's going to put this one in there. We know what Chris Bush can do from his time on Tyneside, as he launches this one in there, and Mellish with an awkward header, but it's managed to be cleared by Gates, only as far as Adams. Adams pumps it straight back into the danger zone, but there was nobody there, and it just bounces straight into Ainsley Pear's hands. Very direct, aren't they? They are. <laughs> Well, just trying to catch my breath myself. It's uh, what we need Gates to just have a little bit of spell of possession of the ball at the moment as Rig tr tries to win the header and Ebbsfleet managed to clear it again as Bowie Adams has the ball. He's going to play it out to Weston. Weston takes a touch. He's under pressure from Barrow. It's played on the overlap for Adams ball. and that was a great ball through as Adams looks up and Ugwu's on the far side and Tinkler does enough just to put it in door. It was a I thought it was going to be kept out for a uh, throw in there but it's a corner off um, Tom White but uh, yeah some beautiful movement as I said just as we mentioned a couple of minutes prior that Ebbsfleet now are moving forward with a purpose when they get the ball yeah you just you feel like something's coming here it's Gates uh, I really need to get out and, and just get a spell of possession to calm themselves down uh, but it's just not happening for the moment it's been all no, they, they, they're closing down on midfield very well as soon as we touch the ball and um, they've got a corner from the far side here it's been lofted into the middle and a lot of shirts there and Winfield got a header off and it's been cleared off the line I think it's by Hunter and Gates still haven't got this clear as Bowie Adams puts it out to the far side and it's going to be crossed back in as John Mellish tried, got wrong footed but it's been crossed in and the captain Winfield there had another free header but he puts that about five yards over the crossbar but wow um, they are turning the screw and Gates just have to get a spell on the ball and not panic I've got to be honest I think this is where Gates are missing Mike Williamson yeah uh, just a bit of leadership someone to get the young defenders in together and just you know um, just, just ride them a bit and, and ease yeah. the pressure that way because uh, as you say they, they are turning the screw well the big man Danny Cadwell is warming up down there and his thighs look bigger than my waist uh, he's, he's a big unit down there so I think um We'll be seeing a change very soon for uh, Ebbsfleet and the way they're getting the balls in the box, that's not a player you want on the pitch. Certainly not. Gated fans all up on their feet again, showing unity against the current regime as Cameron Salkel is going to take a throw in here just in front of the Gated dugout. Not a bad crowd here today. Over oh. 760 I think it was. Is it? Oh, that's good stuff, especially when Newcastle's at home. And... Um, ball pumped forward again by Bush head to clear I think there's uh, Rance there clears out and Tom Devitt has put it back up towards Ebbsfleet defence and Ebbsfleet they're winning everything in the air at the moment it's a big ask for Rig to be up there uh, when them balls come forward but Gates had still not letting Ebbsfleet defenders rest when they're in possession of the ball as Weston plays the ball forward very okay, direct through the centre of the R's Jack Hunter has the ball he's under pressure from Adams gives it to Salkeld Salkeld now just laying it to Devitt no panic from Gateshead at the moment as Tom White turns on the ball and takes the ball forward this is what we want to see from Gateshead just a little bit of composure make the ball do the work as Devitt pumps the ball forward but too much on it and that goes all the way through to Ashmore 
Yeah, just again, he didn't make a better decision there, Devitt. It's, uh, it's a good run from Reagan. Thompson's up there with him, but I just don't think the ball need to go forward that quickly. No, I think that we weren't under pressure on the ball as uh, Salkeld hooks the ball over his own shoulder. It's still in at the moment, and King puts it back into the centre of the pitch, and Tom White manages to bring it down. He's under pressure from Chris Bush, lays it off to Tinkler, who pings it up there for Rig to chase on sorry. King's there with him no he's not <laughs> and uh, King is going to see this all the way out for a goal kick I think Rig if he had to continue that run would have been flagged offside there the, the yeah. linesman had the uh, he had the flag going up but uh, Rig's just checked his run and uh, goal kick uh, you know just the comment on the Ebbsfleet back four they've, they've dealt with everything that's come over the top really haven't they since that initial you know the initial uh, kind of flurry of, of chances Gateshead had in the first half yeah They've kind of backed off a little and bit. And Ashmore's goal kick has just went straight out for a gated throw-in uh, just past the halfway line. Uh, it, was a, it was a poor one, that. I mentioned the, the, the high line they were defending with first half. They've just dropped off sort of 10, 15 yards, and that's kind of uh, blunted Connor Thompson a bit. It has, yeah. It's an awful throw It has. Adams uh, intercepted that. Now it's been pumped forward by Weston towards Ugu. Ugu, pressure from... Tinkler and uh, the ball still fell to Adams it's given to Bush now on the left hand side back to Adams Adams has got Weston on the far side if you can see him he's spotted him and put the ball over there and he's quickly closed down by Scott Barrow and Weston has the ball at his feet just taking it forward a little bit tries to get the beating of Barrow and Barrow's there with him all the time and he just pushed Barrow Excellent. off the ball do you know what that's absolutely outstanding defending from Scott yeah. Barrow there. He's got put, his, put his body in the way he looked as if he was going to get done for pace and he's just stepped across West and forced the contact and uh, you know has gone down because of that yeah it's, uh, that's outstanding it's the experience of, of Scott Barrow yeah I would say Weston I mean in the first few moments he whipped the ball into the uh, box in the first half looked dangerous the absolute manager Gary Hill has obviously spotted that he wants to try and go down the left hand side of him and it's because of his whipped in crosses that we've had those um, two saves from uh, Ainsley Pears as well I think there's so, a sub yeah, fan for Gator. It looks like Elliot Forbes is going to come on for Jack Hunter. Jack Hunter. Yeah, there's a predictable one there. It was. It was. And uh, a like for like player. There's Mellish. Oh, that was a strange decision by Devitt there, but it's uh, managed to be cleared by Barrow and it's a throw in on the far side to Ebbsfleet United. And um, just a little bit of tactics going on there with Elliot Forbes. As Winfield's going to play this all the way back to Ashmore. You just want Forbes to do exactly what Hunter's done and yeah. just protect the back four. Steve Rigg looks... Uh, he's still doing all the running up there, chasing down lost causes, but uh, he just looked a little bit tired when he turned round there. Hopefully he gets a, a second wind. The problem is I'm just not sure that Gates can hold out playing this way for the next half an hour. It's, it's a big ask to be on the back foot as it were and not really get ourselves forward but Jack Hunter's getting a great round of applause from the home crowd the Ebbsfleet fans aren't exactly too in uh, awe by him um, there's a few boos coming from the left hand side but um, yeah and we're getting a lovely advert on uh, the laptop trying to get rid of a virus um, but Elliot Forbes enters the pitch now and um, as Mark just said there hopefully he can carry on from where Jack Hunter left off Bruins taken there and Elliot Forbes got the first touch there Great he nodded it straight in there and 
good tackle by Tom Devitt put it out for a corner and this is from the far right hand side of the pitch it kind of feels a little bit, a bit like the opposite of the Barnet game doesn't it Where Yeah. Well, Barnet on top in the in the first half and then Gator came out second half and, and dominated and my, my worry is, is if when they bring on either Kedwell or Jury then you know the, it, the threat in the box changes significantly although that's doing the discredit Ogwu at the moment Great header again. Yeah. Stephen Rigg defensively has been brilliant he has and that looked like a foul there by um, Adams and Adams pushed down Rigg tell you what yeah, <laughs> that was, wasn't there wasn't any contact there no. that's a but um, we'll Connor, that Th Connor Thompson's feeling that little knee in the back there um, there was definitely contact um, it's been a strange game for the referee I mean I'll give him one thing he's been consistent consistently bad on his decisions <laughs> for both sides there has been some questionable tackles and, and shirt pulls and arms round the throat and round the face and it's just strange to see that the linesmen haven't flagged it up either yeah they're missing quite a bit aren't they and, but, I mean well, there's Robbie Tinkler intercepted a through ball there and John Mellish has got oh just got great ranced it great there to manoeuvre himself with the ball but Gates had managed to win the ball and Connor Thompson over the top and Ashmore ooh, tell you what he was on the edge of his box there to grab that out of his hands but he did well I think the thing there is he's caught the ball behind yeah. his body hasn't he so he's, he's sort of turned to the side and let it run past him yeah. and caught it in the box despite the fact I think his body was probably outside yeah but uh, yeah but see Ebsfleet still with the ball now inside the gate at half as Chris Bush has it on the left hand side cuts inside with the ball lovely in, uh, interception by White and I just feel for Rig at the moment his defensive duties have been fantastic but when he tries to move forward you just feel like he's, he's a spent force um, at the moment hopefully um, he gets the opportunity to open up but at this moment another cross ball in there and it went into the back of the net the cross just went in straight uh, it wasn't, there was no touch I think it was off Weston and that went straight into the corner of the net the defensive players thought that ball was going to be put in by uh, Bush it is Chris Bush has Chris Bush actually scored it has he it must have been a deft touch because I thought that went in direct from the cross um, but it's 1-1 now here and as we said how long could Gator hold on like that yeah. with the pressure that was building from Elsley United it had been coming and what I'd say is that's an outstanding cross from uh, from the right hand side he's really left Bush with a pretty simple finish yeah um, he hasn't had to get a lot on it just sort of deflected into yep, the net from yep. close range uh, and I think Gator have just switched off a bit at the back there and uh, you know they need to get going here, yep. again here well and Gator judged to a fouled uh, player on the far side and it's a free kick to Ebsfleet about uh, 15 yards and said they're in half on the touchline on the far side and uh, Gator certainly not out of the game but their advantage is uh, gone as now Salkeld looks to play the ball forward Ollie heads it on can Steve Rigg run forward with the ball and it's headed down by Magri to Ashmore and um, good bit of play there by Gator just a little bit too much on the ball for Rigg to run onto now is Ogwu yes Menish intercepting the ball there now Elliot Forbes plays the ball across to Solkeld Solkeld lays it into Tom Devitt Tom Devitt gives it to Robbie Tinkler on the edge of his own box gives it to Tom White Tom White industrious as ever turning on the ball and nearly sold himself short by giving it to the overlapping Tinkler but it was behind Tinkler the gate had still managed to come away with the ball now as Mellish drives up the left hand side mm. and Rig was Rig fouled there how was that not given as a foul attacker from behind as Weston now cuts inside he's going to try and cut this ball in 
No, he hasn't. He's went for the overlap from Ugu. And Ugu crosses that ball in. Chris Bush is offside. What a finish that was, by It was a good finish, and he's running away like he was Shalon Shearer there. But um, that was offside, and the Ebsuit players aren't too happy about that uh, decision. Do you know why? Because that's taken a deflection. Yeah. And I think they think that the um, he wasn't offside when the initial well, ball came in. Well, that's what the um, two officials are telling the assistant manager, Rebsuit. I think they may have a point, you know. Yeah. <laughs> At first, I thought, <laughs> yeah, I just seen the flag go up and I said, oh, well, at least I know that's offside. But, um, well, let's hope that decision rattled them a little bit. <laughs> that's um, one of the things we can say. And um, didn't realise the clock has started for the second half, so it tells us how many minutes have went in the second half. So we're 21 minutes into the second half. And that was a a lapsy daisy ball there thankfully Tom White was able to switch on and get to it as Cameron Salkeld plays it to Robbie Tinkler in the centre of the defence who carries the ball forward a few yards gives it to Mellish on the left hand side there isn't much movement from the gate of players at the moment as Ollie oh, still you. has the ball and was he pulled he was right. and it's a free kick to Gateshead 10 yards inside the Ebsfleet half and a little bit fortunate there but the movement just doesn't seem to be happening from Gates to midfield in front of the defenders. Yeah, I think it's not just there, it's up front as well. They need a bit more movement from uh, from Regan Thompson. You may be looking at, could McGill come on? It's a big ask for a young lad, but just some fresh legs. I think, I think it's worth the throw of the dice, to be honest. Uh, I'd like to see the young lad come on. Yeah, you never know. Well, got a free kick here. Ten yards inside the Ebstreet half. Robbie Tinkler stands over the ball. I think it's going to be taken towards the far end of the box it has and it's oh, Gator well. have won a corner from it as uh, it was King that was tussling with uh, Rig and uh, to be honest when that ball was kicked towards the edge of the box I thought we weren't going to get anything at all from that it's not the greatest ball <laughs> to be fair yeah. but it's, it's got something from it it so has as Scott Barrows come over to take this one left footed from the right hand side here this corner can Gator get something from it they got a goal in the first half from a corner not can really. they do it again this one's put across the face goal there and coming in oh and uh, Mellish was coming in at the back post I think Rig just took the the power off it and it just skimmed over the top there but uh, it wasn't a bad set piece no good ball in uh, Rig's just slightly missed time he's, he's run um, but I think was under pressure as well from a couple of defenders yeah um, yeah gets it just need to get going again I think I would probably take the risk of, of giving McGeoch some time and, uh, and and bring them on just to give some something a bit more lively up top. Yeah, absolutely. Fans in fine voice, they sense that this something's coming, and there's a free kick that's been given away about five yards outside the box near the corner on the far side corner of the box and this is a very dangerous position knowing what we've seen the deliveries from Ebsfleet and the goal. Hope those three lads on the far side of Peter go. Yeah. Walking down the It's not Joseph Caller, is it? <laughs> Um, it is 24 minutes gone here in the second half it is Gated 1 Ebsfleet United 1 and Ebsfleet United have a dangerous free kick here near the corner of the box it looks like it's Payne that's going to take this one although Weston's went back over there Gated fans on their feet again showing their love for the club as we wait this free kick to come in Weston pings it over there and there's a lot Pretty of shirts up there and you can oh, 
fortunately the ball just looped down into the hands of Ainsley Pears who launches this ball for Connor Thompson to run onto it's a big ask for him to do that but he's chasing it down and Rance had to put that back to his keeper and his keeper overplayed it there Rig managed to get the ball plays it off the player and falls back to Cameron Solkeld who puts it through the middle Connor Thompson he's on through a goal it's an awkward angle he's shot oh, just past the post I think the keeper he did he got it through his legs it's a deflection there but what a fantastic ball that was put through and Connor Thompson oh say that was in the back of the net if it wasn't for that deflection the goal the corner's been taken quickly now as Tom White runs off the ball he's going to shoot from the far side and that was just a waste a waste I thought we should have done better from our set piece there instead of trying to take it quickly yeah I think it just needs to go in doesn't it it's, it's one of those where you've scored first off you've given them something to think about and you've let them off the hook a bit there it's uh, it's just got to go in I can see why they've done it because they had a yeah. two on one it Definitely. just hasn't been worked really well absolutely to be fair reacted very well to this uh, situation well Connor Thompson starting to show um, what he did in the first quarter of the game there you know pouncing on things and hopefully we can see a little bit more of that in the next 20 minutes of the game as it's 25 minutes have gone here against just him as Rig is chasing down King and has he got the Brilliant. ball he's got it round oh, him. oh not at all referee he's won the ball and the King has went down in installments he was about to turn and run and that's a not a chance is that a foul that was, not a, a, chance. That was a poor one but um, there's another substitution going to be made here this time by Ebsfleet and um, they say Kedwell looks like he's been to the toilet he's come bouncing back out and uh, what a unit he is he's a big lad as Gateshead managed to clear the ball only as far as Weston as Weston plays it back to Adams Adams now pumps the ball towards the far side towards Bush it's too far over his head and that's going to go out for a throw into Gateshead down next to the corner flag and um, it looks like it is uh, Andy, Andy Giruri coming on another well established player in the National League Solkel takes the thing there and oh I thought Ollie was going to just latch onto that one as Payne brings the ball down appeals for handball it looked dubious and Gates had managed to hook the ball clear by uh, Scott Barrow on the edge of the box and is it going to fall to a Gates player it hasn't it's well has now Solkel took a good touch and got round Bush as he drives down the right hand flank he's got two players in front of him but oh, so oh and Chris that? Bush that was a professional foul he's nudged them off the ball has he been booked? and I don't think he has been booked this is going to be his yellow card here and Solkel was away and Bush knew exactly what he was doing there he was taking one for the team and he's going to receive a yellow for that. But Gateshead, this is a good position to whip one in from the right-hand side. It is. It'll be interesting to see how many they commit forward because, uh, as I was saying about Gateshead, possibly leaving players forward. Absolutely are doing that. They're leaving... Uh, they're leaving well, I believe man. it might be Ogro because he's not... Look, oh, no, it's not. Is it? It's Adams that's coming off. Yeah, Boo Adams. Yeah, absolutely are committing players forward from when they're defending set yeah. pieces. So Gateshead have to be a bit careful about how many players they're bringing, bringing forward into the attack. Well, here I think we might see a short for it. No, no, I was it. <laughs> thought we might have seen a short uh, free kick there, but it looks like Ollie's going to whip this one in here. And we've got a few of the big men up there in Devitt, Mellish, Rig, Connor Thompson's up there. A few players on the edge of the box as well, hoping for a rebound. But Ollie's going to put this one in. He's whipped it Rip in ball. there towards it. It's good. Is it going to fall to Connor Thompson? It has. He's took another touch, put it back out to Ollie. This is great play by Gateshead. Crosses the ball towards the far side. And no, oh, Rig just couldn't get up and went out for a goal kick on the far side there uh, but that's good good stuff from Gateshead 
Yeah, just a little bit too much on the cross, but I like the fact that the you know they're trying to to get the ball down and, and play it still, despite the fact that yeah. their opposition aren't I, trying I, to do I, that. I did fear at first when it landed to Connor Thompson, who's going to try and shoot through a crowd. Um, but <laughs> it would have took some uh, luck for it to go through there because it was just a crowd <laughs> of players, wasn't it? As the ball's headed forward, Rig manages to bring it down. Done really well, but Winfield, the absolute captain, was there to mop up as Chris Bush chests the ball down. And um, just a little bit of luck there falls to another blue shirt. And as now Drury gets his first touch of the game. He's under pressure, plays it in the inside to Rance. Rance with a cheeky back heel, but nobody on the follow-up. And Gateshead now can drive forward off the ball as Greg Holly drives over the halfway line. He gives it to Connor Thompson Excellent on the right-hand side. We need some white shirts getting into the box as Connor Thompson whips the ball in. You know too what? close to the goalkeeper. He, had, he could have went down to the dead ball line there. That was the run he should have made. But it's easy for us to see in hindsight now as Chris Ball brings the ball. Chris Bush plays the ball forward to Rance. Rance turning, gives it back to Bush. He's got Ugwu to play it's forward offside. and Ugwu is offside there and um, it's a good ball good idea but um, yes 20 well we're into the 30th minute of the second half here at the moment 75 minutes gone Gates had one absolutely United one I haven't had a look around the scores of late um, get them on um, Spennymoor down to 10 men Blythe down to 10 men but winning 2-0 um, uh, South Shields win 4-1 uh, in around the National League ESA failed or beaten Eastley that's a good result for Gateshead uh, Eastley are not as far away from us as they were but there's still a long, long way to go yet um, and uh, Leighton Orient have got themselves back into the game against Halifax and uh, well and things not going that well down at Teesside either for Middlesbrough they're losing 3-0 away to Swansea So stories happening all over. And uh, it looks like Corey Whiteley is about to come on. And he is going to come on for Rance. And I think we may be seeing Danny Kedwell as well. He's starting to strip off. quite the essay tattooed on his back as well as he's just took his shirt off Danny Kedwell hope he didn't get charged by the letter the throw-in's been taken by Ebsen in the far side Manish wins the header Rig battling he's got the ball there. he's got two players round him and oh fortunate it bounced to Barrow and now he's found Tom White in the centre Tom White drives forward with the ball Tom White's still going can he shoot he tried to skim and ball through there to Connor Thompson and it's been hooked clear by Ebsfeet and that's going to go for a throw in right next to the corner <laughs> flag well trying to see which way the ball was going to roll quickly taken by Tom White to Ollie Ollie back to White White is going to cross this ball in there too close to the defender it's going to be hooked clear but it's only as far as Elliot Forbes who nods it down but didn't find a gate to player but Tom White mobs up he's got Greg Ollie in front of him is he onside he is and he's got to get through to him it isn't and that was good play by Corey Whiteley yep, there but <laughs> it's been scuffed out it hasn't uh, Chris Bush kept it in but Solkeld has the ball now oh heavily weighted ball there and that's going to go all the way back to um, Ainsley Pears Blythe even another man down have went a goal up another one it's 3-0 there Ainsley Pears 
Kept that, got that all the way up to White, and White headed it on, but it's come to Salkel now, chest it down, and plays it off. It wasn't Salkel, it was um, Oli who played it off one of the F Street players there to win a throw-in. Now it's Salkel that's going to take the throw-in just in front of the gate of dugout. Careful. Oh, and that was... Well, referee says no foul. David seemed to bring him down, and Gateshead really need to keep a hold of the ball now as Solkeld has the ball he's got the runners in front of him he played at the wrong side Rig went to go inside the ball was played the outside and that's a throw into Ebsfleet about five yards from the corner flag here on the right hand side and Gateshead well we're hoping they can grind out a few chances here Chris Bush drying the ball on his shirt again we know he's got that throw as the Ebsfield players go up the pitch towards the halfway line. I just feel like there's going to be and one. And he's just, that was five yards from the corner flag. He's took it halfway inside his own half. And um, good old wrestling match there with Robbie Tinkler and Michael Cheek as he forced him down to the ground there. WWF style, the referee says no foul as the ball bounces over Connor Thompson. It's brought down by Elliot Forbes though. And now can Gator build something here. Elliot Forbes has still got the ball, plays it across to Ollie. That's good stuff. He's got... <coughs> sorry one second he's got Barrow on the left hand side of his used Barrow cuts inside with the ball using the ball gives Great it ball. to oh, Tom lovely. White and Tom White lays it off to Solkeld Solkeld brings it down towards the edge of the box can he cross it in he's driving towards the dead ball lane cuts inside still got the ball gives it to Tom White Tom White lets it run has a left footed yes, shot and it was in. always going to go a little bit skew with when it left his foot but uh, Solkeld there I thought he should have went down to the dead ball lane again he should yeah I mean <laughs> I'm not sure Tom White should be on a shot from there. Um, no. He's got people in the box. They've got a good overload at the far post, yeah. but he's just ignored that mm. as well. Michael Cheeks latched onto a ball from Ugwu on the far side. There's a covering player there with him, Mellish. And his shot was always going wide. And um, as I say, it was a little bit of greed there from uh, Michael Cheek. It's a lot of greed there because he had players coming in the box. And AFC failed have um, extended their lead at home against Eastley. So either side here, if they can go on to get the three points it'll get them a lot closer to the playoffs as Danny Kedwell is coming on and it looks like it is Michael Cheek that is coming off and not to sound cheeky or disrespectful to Kedwell but he hasn't got a footballer's body has he <laughs> not in a position to comment <laughs> to be honest <laughs> he's, he's um stout he's well he's well built he's uh I'm gonna let you carry on. Yeah, he's uh, he's he's got a he's got a shape about him that only a Mister Man could have. But um, Ugwu is beaten by Devitt there, a bit fortunate for Gated, oh and that ball was just not played well forward there as Chris Bush clicks down the line and goes out for a throw into Gated. Just got to take care of possession a little bit more, Gated. Yeah. They're getting very flustered again, a bit like absolutely did first half, and just look after the ball and try and keep possession because at the minute it's uh, it, it, it's all going one way. And unfortunately, at the moment as well, it doesn't look like there's much movement from the Gateshead bench. So it looks like if Gateshead are going to see this game out, it's with the players that are on the pitch. As Ashmore's had the ball played back, them under pressure, Rig chased it down, but he did well there. As Payne heads it on, Drury pings that ball out to Magri. Is it too much on it? Is he going to be able to keep it in? He can. He can keep it in on the far side. And Crystal Palace have took the lead against Newcastle United as the ball is played forward and Tinker managed to get it clear but only as far as a blue shirt it's pinged back towards the danger zone and John Mellish I thought he had to get it out and now Ogwu nearly got a shot off 
and now Weston has the ball he's got Bush on the overlap is he going to use him he has Bush on the edge of the box crosses it in and Gateshead haven't got this clear yet as Kedwell has the ball on the far side and great block Whiteley got a shot off now it's a shot from Payne from distance and it's took a deflection it's a corner on the far side and wow um, yeah Gateshead are going to have to see a switch on here yeah just under some serious pressure aren't they and uh, again I keep saying it but just take care of the ball they're giving it away too easily when, when they're under pressure and, and just need to relax a little bit I know it's getting in the last 10 minutes yeah. but um, there's a bit of panic station going on here oh, it is it is so see we're going to have the corner come in from the far side here I think Payne is the man to take it as he crosses this one in there's a lot of blue shirts up there a lot of big players as Pears comes to punch he misses it and it's going to be cleared hooker by Crook by Gateshead and Gateshead can count themselves a little bit fortunate there as Ashmore has the ball he's about 5 yards or 10 yards from the halfway line he's too far forward and can Ollie can he shoot from distance oh the goalkeeper was nowhere near there but he just I think he had to get space before he could even contemplate getting a shot off from his own half but Salkel now manages just to well he doesn't and it's with Kedwell in the corner of the box and now Ebsley come forward with a purpose they're playing across the box and good oh good claims by Elliot Forbes and Gateshead well, chasing this ball down, Weston manages to Someone's pump it back up towards that, yes. But this, you fear, is going to be a very scrappy game all the way to the end. Oh, this is exciting stuff. Gated 1, Ebbsfleet 1. We've got about 12 minutes remaining here at Gated International Stadium, plus stoppage time as a rig rig judged to have been offside there um, well just have to take it as Bush now pumps the ball forward for the run of Kedwell Kedwell's chasing down Tinkler and Tinkler just has to put that up it was offside Kedwell was offside well tense stuff here tense stuff for Gateshead International Stadium Gateshead hoping to keep their playoff hopes alive Or Ebsfleet. What's in store here? For either side, as Ashmore clears the ball up the pitch. Devitt's got all the time in the world to nod it down to Tom White. Tom White under pressure from Payne. Now it's given to Robbie Tinkler. Robbie Tinkler gives it to Elliot Forbes, who lays it off to John Mellish. This is good from Gateshead. Just need to start to move the ball about. And they win a throw in on the far side. Protects the ball very well in midfield, Tom White. Yeah. See, he seems to be able to play in most positions in uh, midfield and see the box to box midfielder he can be an attacker midfielder as well as he pl plays a ball to Greg Ollie. I thought that was going to be for the overlap but Greg Ollie turns and goes across the other side of the pitch he's on the left hand side gives it off to Scott Barrow Scott Barrow cuts inside with the ball and tries to find Connor Thompson but it's intercepted by Ebsfleet and now Whiteley plays the ball off Mellish for a throw in on the far side Harrogate have come from behind. Yeah, seen that there. It's 2 1 away to uh, Haven't Waterloo. And Whitby have just took the lead. And looking at my coupon, I just need Gator to win. Uh, the score, and I'll have the, that. <laughs> All the other ones are winning. That's but uh, uh, So if I get a bit excited when if Gated score, please forgive me. As Kedwell oh, heads the ball back across, it went behind Ugwu and Gated managed to clear the ball. There. But Not in there. Solkeld got 
dispossessed easily there now it's given back to Payne oh sorry it's um Whiteley Whiteley puts the ball into the box there's a few players there it's headed clear by Gator Baroni as far as a Ebsby shirt but now Ollie has the ball he managed to intercept the through ball as Elliot Forbes plays it out to Tom White on the right hand side he's got some players running on the far side beautiful ball but the, unfortunately the the legs weren't on it to get through to Reagan. It was intercepted. And Ugwu has the ball. He's going to turn. Lays it off to Magri. Magri wasn't the intended target of that. But it's a throw into Hebsfleet on the far side. I've got to be honest. I do feel as if there's a winner in this game. I do. I do. Done, unfortunately, though, for me, I feel like it's going to come for the away side. Um, but I hope I'm wrong. So we're into the final five minutes of oh. the of the game here and Ashmore's touch is awful for a goalkeeper and that's the second clearance he's put straight out into touch and that is a throw-in to Gator just in front of the Ebsfleet dugout and the assistant manager doing a little bit of archy-bargy stopping Salkel from taking the the throw now it's with Devitt to Tom White Tom White turns with the ball lays it out to Mellish on the left hand side who crosses the halfway line with the ball he still has it he's got players in front of him gives it to Barrow Barrow Mellish on the overlap but Barrow cuts on the inside here Barrow still with the ball and he's it's the second time Barrow's ball hasn't reached its target and been intercepted but John Mellish is there to mop up and what was John Mellish doing there with a silly back heel and Connor, uh, sorry, uh, Robbie Tinkler manages to play the ball back calmly to Ainsley Pears and just a little bit of complacency getting sweeping in from Gateshead here. Silly little passes in areas that you don't need to do that. And that was an elbow from Winfield in Riggs' face. Riggs down holding his face. And he's given the free kick now, but he wasn't going to give that. No, he wasn't. Um, Riggs is quite clearly hurt. Yes, he's rolling round there. He's took, <laughs> took a one to the chops. He's back up there. Now, the referee, surely if there was a foul that high up the pitch from the defender then there's got to be a booking four minutes left yep I think we might have blood if the referee's telling uh, come on so if he's being caught and there's blood on his face it's a foul there should be a booking oh it's always a joy with National League referees <laughs> you know what fair play to Epsleek because they've come out second half they've been much much the better side um, well they needed to be they yeah, needed th to be th they've vastly improved on on their performance in uh, in the first half and uh, th to be fair they deserve to be level um, the, the way the goal was worked was you know, it was a well worked goal um, I just think like there's uh, there's one more goal in this game I know we're heading to the last five minutes or so oh, well, well forgive me it isn't a free kick it's a throw in ok well there we go yeah <laughs> Scott Barrows took it given, found Ollie. Ollie's in space but and took the shot from distance but to be honest he had little other choice he was being closed down by four blue shirts and there wasn't a, a white shirt to pass on there do you know what the the Street coaching staff have been constantly in the ear of people I uh, know it's, it's been very noticeable forward they're brilliantly brought down by Rig. he's done well and obviously well he's winning throw in now I didn't think I thought he had booted it out himself but um, we'll see what's going to go on here there's a throw in Solkel is going to take it there's a few white shirts forward and he's wanting some movement 
he's got it from Rig. Rig, was he fouled? No, he still kept the ball. Rig still going, and he plays it through a player's legs, and unfortunately, he just didn't have the legs to get onto it himself. And Sunderland have completed the turnaround. They're winning 2 1 away to Rochdale now. Oh, that was on your bet. No, no. <laughs> My bet is I need Gateshead to score. <laughs> Everyone else is winning on that. <laughs> so, what will happen? Well, need Gateshead to score and none of the others to score. But, um, oh, I'll tell you what, I'm talking rubbish. Leeds United are losing. But I'd still want Gateshead to score. No, 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 no. Oh, did he give that for high feet? Oh, he didn't even get his... Oh. He didn't even lift his foot. Oh, oh how we referee get a hold of this game. Well, I'd hate to watch you referee. Yeah. Well, Kedwell heads the ball on. Mellish is there to head it back out. Can Tom White get there to go clear? Bush heads it down towards Weston. Weston now is going to cross this ball in fantastic from Sal Keldy threw his body at it we're entering into the last minute of the game that's it the normal time is nearly up and um, Gator are going to have to stay switched on here for this corner four minutes to be added on as well here at Gator International Stadium Ebbsfleet 1 <laughs> sorry Gator 1 Ebbsfleet 1 and Ebbsfleet have a corner here in the dying moments of the game the ball's whipped in it's a dangerous one. Oh, and it's a oh, free kick given there <laughs> I didn't know what he'd given there. I, I didn't, but now Gator. Oh, and the referee, come on. Well, he didn't let me take the kick quickly there. And then Pears was pushed by an Ebbsfleet player in the process. So. Apparently, it doesn't matter. It doesn't. Well. As things stand, Gator are only four points off the playoffs with Eastley losing in seventh place at the moment. But there's still time for that to change as Tom White has the ball. Bang centre in the pitch. Plays Good it out ball. to the left-hand side to Scott Barrow. Gator players getting forward in the box. Can he whip one in? He's running down the far side. He lofts the ball over. Oh. and Oh, Ashmore had to tip it round the front of his post there. And oh. How can he have given that as a goal kick? Ashmore tipped that round the post. At first, I thought he had tipped it into the back of his own net. It's, it's crazy, crazy stuff. That's a goal kick to Ebbsfleet. 798 here today. Fantastic turnout and a great away. Including 82. Yeah. Well, another dubious uh, free kick being given there. Free kick here. Every player inside the gated half ball. Ashmore. It's going to be Ma uh, Payne that's going to take this one. It's Payne pumps this towards the edge of the box. Kedwell's up there. Kedwell wins the header. Gets it across there. Gated still haven't cleared the ball. And now it's Drury on the far side. Drury twisting and turning and he's played that ball out himself and that's, oh it didn't get it out so now can Gates have break here as Scott Barrow plays it out there to the left hand side and now Ugwu has the ball he's going to lay this one off to the far side Drury still has the ball twisting and turning tries to lay it on the inside Great there tackle. beautiful tackle by Robbie Tinkler there he went 
through the man after he got the ball. It's a proper old school tackle that. Well, everything's still to play for here. And either side with the result happening above them would love to nick an extra two points here this afternoon. There can only be about one minute remaining here. As the throw-in comes into the box on the far side for Ebbsfleet. It's headed clear but only as far as Whiteley. Whiteley twisting and turning, lays it out to Magri. Magri puts it out to Chris Bush on the far side. Chris Bush, he's got the overlap of Magri but he's going to cross this one in himself left-footed. Great header. Headed. Tom Devitt manages to get it clear but it's said still under the pressure here as Weston pumps the ball straight down the middle and Pears has got it and compares distributed Pears should have been looking there Ollie was on the run but at the same time glad he didn't do anything too rash as Devitt receives the ball gives it to Solkel Solkel gives it back to Devitt Devitt now needs to look forward to get this ball forward he's got to go forward but now he gives it back to Robbie Tinkler, Robbie Tinkler needs to look forward, gives it across to John Mellish. We're running out of time here, gets it International Stadium. As now, Robbie Tinkler sees Cameron Selkeld, but he plays the ball through the middle, and, and Rig has the ball, he's offside, yeah. I was hoping the ball was going to go through to um, Connor Thompson there, but unfortunately not. And that's offside, and is this the last play of the game here as... Nathan Ashmore absolutely United goalkeeper places the ball down for this free kick pumps the ball forward now and that is it it is Gateshead 1 Ebsfleet United 1 fair result I would say Ebsfleet um, yeah. may feel they were a little bit uh, unlucky not to maybe grab all three points with their possession in the second half but on the face of it, I'd say what's happened for both teams this week. Perspective, we, we think we, we really couldn't make a substitution to change the game at all. We just had to finish the game with what we had. Yeah. Looking at it from that and everything else that's went on off the pitch you know it's it's a it's a fine performance we got through it and maybe we could have maybe sneaked the win but results have went our way we've got a game in hand on Tuesday night against uh, ESC Fylde which is not going to be any mean feat at all they've won come from behind the day to win 4-2 against Eastleigh um, you would say they are out of the um, championship race so hopefully the who knows they might go into rest mode for the oh, playoffs I don't know about that one but I don't think so maybe it's just hopeful thinking but we win on Saturday. I uh, win on Tuesday. I'll get something on Tuesday. Then we can only be a couple of points off the playoffs, and everything's still to play for. The thing is, what we know about this Gateshead side is they'll keep going until until the very end. Until they can't make those playoffs, they will keep going. They will keep going and try and take it as far into the season as they can. Um, Tuesday's a tough game against Fylde, regardless. Yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a very tough game. But you know, if we look at what we've got here, a team that is still challenging for the playoffs uh, in the midst of everything else that's went on it's just got to be commended you know Ben Clark he's only been managing the team since January you know he's had his hands tied behind his back for most of that and everything else that's went on in between what he's doing is miracle work here well what everyone's doing here is miracle work under the circumstances I mean you're going to hear the evasion that they're yeah. getting to the players and you know Ben Clark Ian Watson as they come off 
they, they deserve everything they're getting. They deserve the backing of this. These supporters and, and the supporters are getting what they want out of the Gateshead players. They, they want pride, they want passion, they want commitment out of the players in the black and white or white and black shirt. And, and that's what they're getting. Um, yeah. there's, a, there's a bond being forged here and a, a one that's growing. And whatever happens over the coming weeks, it, it has to continue next season. Yeah. And uh, just before we go, I'll let you pick man of the match today for the Heat Army podcast. Um, I think there's a few contenders. I thought Greg Ollie and Tom White had good games in midfield, in particular Tom White. Um, but I think I'm going to go for John Mellish, I think, yeah. at the back. Um, you know, his distribution was excellent. He, he very rarely gave the ball away, obviously got the goal. But yeah, yeah that's not just because of that. But he, um, his, his anticipation, the way he read the game, was was near perfect for me today, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so I'll give it to John Mellish. Yeah, no, I could, uh, couldn't uh, disagree more. I couldn't disagree, couldn't disagree at all. Couldn't, couldn't, I couldn't disagree at all, sorry. Um, we, all, we will be back with um, commentary on Tuesday night at home against the ASC Files. I don't know if Mark's going to be with us. I think he might have a prior engagement in a cup final. I'll but um, he might do his best. But um, say join us for that. Hopefully, you never know. There might be some news in the off and off the pitch. We don't know. But if um, say if anyone is listening, that potentially is, uh, interested in buying the club, we hope you enjoyed what you heard today. Oh, if Mr. Dunphy's listening. Yeah, Mr. Thank Dunphy. You yes, thank you for listening if you ha- if you were. And um, well, we leave you there. And thank you very much for joining us. Before you drive the all-new Nissan Rogue, you gotta ask yourself, how rogue are you gonna go? We talking, find your spirit animal in the desert rogue? Build an igloo in the middle of nowhere rogue? Or, take the long way home just because kind of rogue? Just a question, but with five available drive modes, you're sure to find the answer. Go rogue in the all-new, fiercely reimagined 2021 Nissan Rogue. Now with the most standard safety features in its class. See owner's manual for important safety information. Auto Pacific segmentation. 2021 Nissan Rogue versus latest in-market competitors. Base models compared. Before you drive the all-new Nissan Rogue, you gotta ask yourself, how rogue are you gonna go? We talking, find your spirit animal in the desert rogue? Build an igloo in the middle of nowhere rogue? Or, take the long way home just because kind of rogue? Just a question, but with five available drive modes, you're sure to find the answer. Go rogue in the all-new, fiercely reimagined 2021 Nissan Rogue. Now with the most standard safety features in its class. See owner's manual for important safety information. Auto Pacific segmentation. 2021 Nissan Rogue versus latest in-market competitors. Base models compared.